Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is year three, episode 112. And I'm not even going to say we have nothing to talk about because we'll probably still give you a two hour show because I don't know how we stretched the last show to two hours. We, it we had was insane. Yeah, I need to stop <laughs> saying it. I just, I'm just so that I'm this is me telling you I need to stop saying it. So, in today's video, for those few little Titans fans that are still out there in the universe, uh, we've kind of made how we feel about it, but uh, Nightwing himself kind of let it slip that there is already plans for season five. So uh, he was meant, I don't know what the hell he was talking about, uh, but he was saying, yeah, like for, you know, the stuff for season four and five. And then he kind of was like, uh, yeah, they, uh, they're going to keep doing, you know, whatever. He kind of like, was like, oh, you can kind of yeah, tell he, a little bit. Yeah, he, he fucked up. He fucked up a little bit and I'm sure he yeah. got the text or whatever yeah. from his agent or from the producers, they're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Um, so, God damn it, thoughts? man. Yeah. God yeah. Clay it. was just like, why can't they just do this uh, for a good show? Like, because. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's been a while since I've really been attached to a show that was canceled. Been like, fuck. Yeah. But like, because because on top of this getting renewed for season four and five. Uh, I can slowly start to see how like Stargirl is going downhill for me. Mm-hmm. And then there's news that uh, Green Lantern Corps will have a darker tone to it. And I'm just like, Ugh. motherfuckers, this is the exact same thing you told us for Titans. Yeah. It's going to be the Titans in space show. Like, yeah. that's basically what I feel like it's going to be now. Just that because of that one line. Suck. Yeah, I feel that. Um, you know, it's funny that you say there hasn't been a show that you've been attached to that's got canceled in a while. I it's funny because lately I've been finding all the shows I'm falling in love with are already over or canceled. Like I just recently watched all of new girl. Like I'm watching it again because like, I just want something on in the background and like, I fucking love new girl and, but it's been over for like two or three years already. And I'm just all like, cool. And uh, granted the cool thing about the one time I will say it's, I'm happy that they're bringing shows back is there's possibilities for your favorite shows to come back now. You know, we just heard yeah. that 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 '90s show is going to be a thing. I love that '70s show. That's going to so, be like, wild. Yeah, so I don't know I'm how excited. I feel about that one, but it's going to be wild. I grew up in the '90s. They're just going to kill Hyde or whatever, and it won't matter. So, like, you know, they just <laughs> he won't be around. Other than that, everybody else is pretty fine, if I'm not mistaken. Although, what's I her think... name? Donna is like she's in the same group, but she didn't molest anybody that I know of. Oof. So, I think she's a what is that weird cult thingy? Um, you know, the one that everybody makes fun of. Um, oh, Scientology? Scientology. Yeah, yeah, I think she's a part of that too, because so was what's his face? Hi. Yeah. Um, but I think it's gonna center around the grandparents, which they were funny on their own. Uh you bring in Topher Grace and Donna every once in a while, because it's their kid, apparently. So I think it'd be cool. Um nice. but yeah, so yeah, and then going on, like I watch a bunch of anime that's all done already. Like it's all yeah. canceled or over because I love my booby animes, and they only get a season or two. They don't go that far. That's why I'm waiting for DXD <laughs> to go to five. I'm like, oh shit, is it possible? But COVID fucked that. So I don't even know if it's happening anymore. Um, so yeah, it's like I think if you're an anime fan, shows getting canceled, you're just you're just so fucking used to it. You're just like, yeah, well, that's why we gotta buy the manga. Cause that's what they say in the industry, right? Like, animes are only made to push the manga, right? That's yeah. what they say. 
So like, um, usually they get a lot of people into them. I mean, shit, I started buying manga because of anime. Like I was like, Oh, never buy manga. It's too much shit to put on my shelves. And I'm over here buying booby manga all the time now. So it's just like, well, shit. I am um, getting all these pictures of like, I saw a good yeah. cover. Oh, yeah. this one looked nice too. I just love the, <laughs> they're all the same trope after a while, you know? And oh, 100%. Like, yeah, it's just the same one guy has a problem and all the girls fall in love with him. And it's just like, you know, that might be my insecurities or my fantasies. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like at the same time, I some of them have good stories and they're just stupid fun. And I think I miss reading that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Because uh, yeah. I think we do read comics a little bit more serious than we do read manga, in my opinion, um, just because we grew up on it, maybe. I think we're a little bit more critical about it just because I feel yeah. like right now, because I feel like like in 20 years, we might be a little bit more critical towards manga. For sure. But, yeah. But like One Piece we... will still be going. Oh, so. Shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> is it One Piece Shippuden is what it's going to be. So like, yeah. Um, no, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I think, I think we are just a little bit more critical, um, especially with the shows, man. But I think it's because the shows, you have a limited space. So, yeah. like, you should really be planning this out. You know, like, if you have one bad manga, you can hopefully fix it the next issue or even the next arc. You know what I mean? But, like, when shows, when you got a one a one bad season, it's GG most of the time. You know, I I hate to be that guy. But, like, because I, I hate the toxicity of, like, the MCU fans mm-hmm. and, like, just Marvel fans in general. Sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, DC sucks. Look how great Marvel has it. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. Yeah, but you are about to have one rotten Marvel movie this weekend. And you're like, oh, well, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't matter anymore. Uh, But like they had great shows. I don't know if you've watched all of it, but Daredevil was fucking solid for three seasons. I never saw the final season, but the first two were great. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was actually pretty solid for all of the three seasons. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, why can't DC have a show like that? Yeah, I you like know? Jessica Jones, too. Just, um, Jessica Jones was good, too. Do you know what that show was for DC? Uh, Swamp Thing. And they canceled uh, it. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And you know what? That Swamp Thing made me like the lead actress. Because I didn't yeah. like her before because she was on Gotham. Yeah. I was like, I hate you. I hate you. But then she was in Swamp Thing. I was like, I like you. I like you. So, like, it just shows. Maybe that was the last show that I've been like, oh, man, this is getting good. And then fucking just cut at the yeah. knees, man. I just remember seeing that photo on Twitter where they had the swamp and then it was torn down. And I was just like, wow. Like they had yeah. built a set that was going to be supposed to be used for years and yep. just got destroyed. Like that's so bad. Um, but Titan survived. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, like, I don't know how. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're a Titans fan, you're getting season five. Uh, granted, we can't say that is confirmed, but you know, it came from an actor. So you can put some, you know, some, they're, you know, at least they're planning for it. Now, if yeah. season four completely bombs and, you know, it is not in the direction that they're wanting to go. Yeah, they can easily just be like, yeah, we're not even going to try for a five, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it definitely I won't be watching it. So that loses a the viewership there. But um, yeah, man, I, I just don't. It does blow my mind because, yeah, Swamp Thing is actually a really good shout that um you know that got canceled and it's funny because somebody in our discord was saying that like well look batwoman got picked up and i'm like to be fair cw needs to fill time slots right 
So yes. they just need shows. So they will renew shit they already have because they're like, we don't got to go through casting. We don't got to do all that bullshit. We have people. Let's just go ahead and renew this show. But HBO Max doesn't need content. You know what I mean? Like they could save that money and put it towards another show or put it towards another movie or something like that. They don't need to continue shows like Titans. You know what I mean? So, and um, so I don't necessarily agree with that argument with the CW because the CW is also very formulaic where it's just the same like romance kind of bullshit over and over. Um, But yeah, I don't know. But I, I just, I, I'm waiting for the movie shows to come out because if those are bad, then we have no hope in my opinion. Yeah. If the movie shows are bad. <laughs> and what I'm hoping is something like Peacekeeper comes out and blows it out of the water, right? Because then they'll be like, huh, all our shows should be similar to these ratings, not the style. They should be similar to these ratings. What the fuck's happening with this Titan show over here? We should cancel that and try to do a different show. That's what I think would hopefully happen. Because yeah. then you'll have Gotham. But I mean, if if Green Lanterns comes out to be, like you said, with the Titan stuff, then that's going to kind of suck. Because then it's going to be like, ugh. Uh, and that might just make people want to not watch the movie either. So, but I would assume they'd have to come out around the same time, right? Like, it would be dumb to do this show before the movie. I don't know, because, like, the way they keep talking about that show, Green Lantern Corps, it sounds like it's going to be completely separate from what they want the movie to be. Because that huh. is also going to be the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. That's so dumb, though. Like. And again, that it's it's semantics. Like it's it's legit. Just like, hey, make a Green Lantern movie and make a Green Lantern core show. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. The yeah. show will establish the core, will establish more characters while you can focus on one or two characters in the Green Lantern movie. Yeah. Like, it's all you got to do. But WB, for some reason, is like Green Lantern Core, Green Lantern Core. I, I, I don't know the difference. I don't know what to do with it. What, what, yeah. what, what do I like? They're, I don't, I don't get it, man. And that must be like, that must show that Jeff Johns doesn't have that much pull because those are like his babies right there. Like, yeah. he's the one that fucking redefined that, that core. So, like, they're probably like, mm, it's the same shit. And he's like, no, no, it's, it's not. It's very different. And they're just like, it's the same shit no we're just gonna you know do two different things like we want a buddy cop film over here and then this is over here where we can tell the gay story of so and so and all that jazz because that's already been confirmed right haven't they already cast alan scott they did cast alan scott they casted guy gardner they have not casted anybody else i don't believe yeah so like um i i do feel like hbo max is where we're gonna get the tougher and like i guess more realistic stories or they're gonna try unless they let the people that do titans do them but um because hbo max is like it's, it's usually really good um i heard that that like new this is this sopranos is, movie was really good or whatever this is, oh yeah, yeah the sopranos movie yeah. yeah i heard that was really good we got fucking watchmen a year ago yeah for real or like a, a a year and a half ago like what the fuck yeah was it pre-pandemic? It was pre-pandemic. It was pre-pandemic, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't I don't get it, man. I don't get it. It, it does blow my mind. Um, the, Berlanti must have some crazy pool. 
Like, I just don't understand it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, crazy, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what you do with that show anymore. Like, honestly, next season will be Raven after that. What, like, I feel like season four, it's probably going to finally have Raven and what's his name, like hook up and be a couple. So that'll probably be season five. And then Nightwing is still going to be living in the shadow of the bat and crap. Like, I don't know, but it is what it is. It is whatever. But uh, moving on to the movie news, we actually got a synopsis for The Batman. What Have you read this? I have not. This is Okay, so I'm going to read it, and I want you to tell me what your first thought about it is. It says, The Batman is an edgy, action-packed thriller that depicts Batman in his early years, struggling to balance rage with the righteousness as he investigates a disturbing mystery that has terrorized Gotham. Robert Pattinson delivers a raw, intense portrayal of Batman as a disillusioned, desperate vigilante awakened by the realization that anger consuming him makes him no better than the ruthless serial killer he's hunting. First thoughts. I don't like that last sentence. I don't like the edginess. I hate when people use the word edgy in shit. Edgy or dark because for some reason, and this is... This is not a visual podcast, but Juice can see me. Like there's there's a there's a wide range of like edgy and dark. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we could we could go 20%, but I think yeah. we should go 120% just in case. Yeah. It's like, God damn it, dude. Like, yeah, calm the fuck down. <laughs> but I think I think Reeves has the right type of edgy, whereas we've bitch and moaned about Titans has the wrong type of edgy. Yes. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've already seen enough from the trailers that the synopsis doesn't fucking matter to me. Uh, No, it it, it doesn't. I mean, it does hit you with a little bit more of like the disillusion stuff. Yeah. And and more of like where the character of Batman will be mentally as far as like the direction the movie is going. Uh, That's what helps you with uh, the synopsis anyway. I mean, but I'm I'm like you. Like I, I could I could go see. I could literally just sit in this apartment and wait until March and not see a single thing from the Batman again. And I know I'm buying a ticket and watching it. Yeah, I don't think I need the. I don't need another trailer. And I think even when the next one comes out, I'm gonna want to watch it, but I'm gonna try to avoid it. Um, just because I've seen enough. Like. And usually it's that last trailer that shows too much uh, because they really want to get you to go to the theater. So yeah. I might try to avoid it, but uh, well, when that comes back around, we'll see what happens. Because uh, yeah. I feel like, well, I should watch it because of the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, for the most part, that is a synopsis. And that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have, there's not, like, Fandom just fucking sucked up everything. And they're yeah. like, we don't have shit to talk about. I mean, there's other things out there, like The Rock just said that all his movie sets from now on won't have real guns because of the incident that happened with Alec Baldwin. Um, yeah. So that's something. But there's not like a lot of stuff coming out. The only news I really care about is I want to know what happened with the fucking Wayne Family Adventures fan film. That's all I want to know. I don't give a shit about anything else. because It that just thing disappeared. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, it's unfortunate. If I ever see that guy at a con or something, I'm gonna be like, bro, bro, 
bro, I, I just got to see it, man. I just got to <laughs> see it. Let me be the Zack Snyder leaker person for you, you know? Let me be that guy. Let me be the Jason Momoa. I've seen it. It exists. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I just want to be able to be that guy. Um, but yeah, that's all we got. So again, this is a new thing we've been doing on the podcast where we take questions from the audience. If you guys have not been commenting over on the Batman News Weekly YouTube channel, this is where you can leave your comments to possibly be on the show. Uh, and we have one this week from Red Hood. And I think this is a very interesting one because it does have to do with comic books. And uh, it's funny because they really want us to answer this question with the way they worded this stuff. So it says right here, um, let's see, let's see, maybe the, okay. If you were, if you were the person who had to write Fear State, how would you oh, fix it yes, or how okay. would you do it? Also, by the way, don't use the easy way out and say, I wouldn't write it. Um, so how, I, that's right. I did see this question. Yeah. Do you, you, I've already thought about this. Do you have I've, an idea? I've thought, about, I've thought about it as well. So, okay, if, so if go, you, go ahead and say how, we, what would you do differently? Okay. Um, or how my number one, it? my number one focus would be Batman. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Like, because let's be completely honest, we will talk about it here again tonight on Batman 116. Now, granted, I will say this issue of uh, Batman, uh, freaking George Jimenez got it, dude. Like, I will say yeah. this book, this issue, issue 16, and we'll, like I said, we'll get more into it. But like, I actually enjoyed looking at this book and could bear reading it compared yeah. to some of the other stuff that we've been reading with Tynan and Batman. Mm -hmm. um, but it would be a, it would be a Batman centered story and the fear state wouldn't be citywide. It would be more going into Batman's fear because like we, we as an audience know that Batman fears because there's the trope of just like what the synopsis says for the Batman. It's a trope to know that Batman fears going over the ledge, crossing yeah. that line. So you could play with that. You can, you know, play with the fears of what had been going on in continuity before that. Nightwing getting shot. Mm. You know, Jason going through the shit that he's going through. The stuff with Damien and Alfred. Like, you can play off a lot of these things that have been going on in his life in the most recent comics and play along with putting Batman or Bruce Wayne in like peak fear state. Yeah. And seeing what that does to his character. Yeah. Like yeah. even, even if Scarecrow were to like control him at some point, kind of like how he was quote unquote doing with a uh, peace peacekeeper one. Mm -hmm. like you still keep it centered on batman and if he does have to fight a nightwing put it in the batman perspective don't keep it in the nightwing perspective i don't yeah. want batman to be a side character i need mm -hmm. him be, to be the focus yeah and that's the biggest gripe that i have for fear state it's it's like hey let's put everybody else at the centerfold and uh, we'll put batman in two panels and that's good enough yeah, so I kind of agree with uh, your idea is pretty much part of what I would do. So uh, the way I would change Fear State is you pick one villain. It's either the Magistrate or it's either Scarecrow. They're both not involved. I would have won. If you're going to do the Magistrate, what I would do is I would have the Magistrate come in 
And they would start trying to do this police state. It would have a lot of political stuff in it. You know what I mean? Trying to be part of it. And then Simon Saint would be the main character halfway through the book. And that's when Batman would end up catching him. And he's all like, this is over. And then Simon Saint would be like, I'm not even in charge here. And then you'd be like, what the fuck? And the bigger person would either be like Amanda Waller trying to really control Gotham, or it would be as high up as the president of the United States. Wanting to Waller get would over. be so good. Yeah. Just for the fact that like we we know that Waller has always been one to push Batman's buttons. Yeah. And to finally get to the point of like almost controlling Gotham. Yeah. Like, so oh my God. That's that what I great. would do. And so you pick one or the other. Now that would be my magistrate thing. And it could go, like I said, as far as the president. And can you just imagine Batman versus the president? Like that would be fucking awesome. And it's not like Lex Luthor president. I'm just talking about whoever the president is in the world at that time. Like it'd be crazy. Um, So you would have that. But if we are sticking to Scarecrow, I would do very similar to what you said. I would play off of him going after the family and stuff like that. And you can focus on that. I would do like a smaller version of what King did with Bane. So like across a bunch of books, but I would have essentially replaced Joker war with Scarecrow because the Joker went and he tried to do the whole thing, like going after every kid too. But honestly, the only two kids that have trauma with the Joker are Jason and fucking Barbara. So the other kids kind of new experiences for them you know what i mean it doesn't really matter like they've dealt with the joker but they don't have trauma like two of the like two of them you do you know what i mean so i would have had scarecrow kind of do the same thing but goes after each of them right like barbara deals with you know the joker stuff maybe red hood deals with all that kind of stuff but what i would have had done is i would have went beyond fear right because that's what scarecrow's thing has always been He was all like, I'm going to cure people by showing them their fears. And after suffering through anxiety, I fucking know the way you conquer it, which I'm not 100% conquered yet, but I know the way you get better is by facing that fear. So I would have like an even deeper story of like, is her trauma only because of the Joker and what happened to her? Or is it something beyond her like failing? and not being able to be Batgirl. Like, is that farther? You know what I mean? Go beyond that. Like, is Jason's trauma really because he died? Or is it because he failed Batman? You know what I mean? Like, go beyond the fear and the main core stuff. And you could do that with Dick Grayson. You can do that with... uh, Yeah, and don't don't pull any dream sequence of Batman being happy to kill Joker by chips. Yeah, <laughs> that or don't have him, you know, end with a brew, uh, fucking a uh, bright blue suit that was supposed to be future Batman esque, and oh, he was fighting. Oh my gosh! What was it? Icicle pop and snow Ice, cone. Or... Uh, yeah, snow cone and and popsicle. I think yeah, it was. Yeah, some some stupid Mister Freeze wannabe kids. Like, yeah, you don't do any of that shit. So. I would have just focused on that. And another side thing is, because like a lot of people would be like, well, that's kind of typical to go after the kids, right? It's typical. Okay, so if we wanted to do a different, what if the story started going where all of the family's best friends and family members were getting traumatized by Scarecrow? So what if like Leslie Tompkins got caught by the uh, Scarecrow and had to go through her own fear state or her own fears and like Batman didn't know what to do. What if we got Lucius Fox and he went through Scarecrow's shit? Like, you know, hitting all the people that we really don't know a lot about. 
Yeah. Um, and like, I think you could have done so much with this fear and you could have even done it to just normal citizens too. That Batman's trying to solve this out. He's like, I know it's Scarecrow. And then maybe that's when you throw in a secondary character that's helping Scarecrow, like a Jarvis Tetch, which we'll learn about later in some of these other books. But yeah, yeah I think that's what you would do. I don't think, I just, looking back on this, just thinking about this question is, it's so weird that Scarecrow's been in the background of all of this crap because he says that he needed something like Joker War to happen to even have Fear State happen, right? And so it's just so weird that that just kind of feels like it makes the Joker War even less important than it was because it was only a setup for fucking Scarecrow. And it wasn't even a great setup. Um, Whereas with Bane, like we saw him be part of the first arc of Tom King's run or maybe the second arc. And he was the main villain all the way through behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like that was a good way to tell story. Um, But it just seems kind of like we've talked about on the podcast before. Tynan has just been like, I'm working contract or issue to issue. So I'm just making this shit up as we go. There's no long-term story here. Um, He's just kind of tried to make it up. Which is a horrible way to go, people. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's what I would have done. That's how I would fix Fear State is, um, you know, essentially changing a lot of it. But I would have had it go in two different ways. Like you're either creating a Fear State because the magistrate is making an an authoritarian regime in Gotham. And you could have even said, like, yeah, the government's trying it out in Gotham because if it works, then we'll do it in every other city after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which would have been even more terrifying. Um, and granted, that's not super terrifying in America, but maybe people outside of America that read that are like been there, you know? And like, yeah. that actually, Batman's probably not even available in those countries uh, now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like, yeah, that, that's kind of what I would have done. So I would have definitely fixed it that way um, since we, you know, instead of just saying I wouldn't write it. But uh, I've always said that Scarecrow <laughs> is a great character. He's just not done well. Yeah, I mean, I think for me personally, the the two times that I've really seen him interesting to the point of like really wanting to know more about him was uh, Darkest Night uh, or Blackest Night. Sorry, the Green Lantern story where he got the yellow ring. And then um, freaking Arkham City, where he just looked fucking terrifying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I think with that, like, I kind of th- see the the threads that you can take from Fear State to Arkham City. Mm-hmm. And, like, making it a police state, you know, closing yeah. up the island of Gotham or whatever that they did in that game. And you're like, okay... I see where you were wanting to go. It's just not hitting the same way. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Um, like I said, should we, should we just dive into 116 now before everything else? Yeah. Let's go ahead I mean, and jump into comics. Okay. So yeah, like I said, guys, that's uh, it, it, this is a very small week, but we, we just talked a lot about fear state. So let's dive into uh, 116. Now we never cover this and I'm going to jump straight to the back, which there is a back issue. Did you skim through that? Uh, back girls. Yeah. So I want to go back because I'm almost interested to the point, like we do cover most, if not all of the bat family books. Yeah. This is going to be its own separate book. I think next month. Mm-hmm. in december so i kind of want to go back and find the first one yeah. of the back issues 
read it and then so that way I know where they're going to be standing when it comes to their first official issue. So, but the reason why I bring this up is because we covered it, I think, two weeks ago when we covered Nightwing um, with that issue that was basically Batgirl. Oh, when they exploded. So this has them surviving it. So they they did it in the back of this book, which is just I don't know why they would do that, man. Yeah. So, I mean, they're like, well, everybody buys Batman. So, but if they didn't buy Nightwing, they don't fucking know. Well, not only that, not only that, the problem is DC themselves. And honestly, I don't know how you sell back issues or, mm-hmm. or, or I guess that's what they're called. Technically back, yeah. backup stories. I think it's what it's called. Backup stories. Like I, I don't see anybody promoting these at all. Yeah. DC, the writers, nothing like I see fan accounts like, oh, man, look at this panel of Cassie, you know, or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't I don't see them really pushing these stories. And I'm just like, if they're going to connect in such a big way that like, oh, to get where, you know, if it feels like issue number one is in the middle of a story. Well, it's because there's been three other backups yeah. and three other different issues that you may want to pick up. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird, and I don't. Again, I I'm assuming they think like, oh yeah, let's have that in the back of the Batman book because maybe people will want to go buy it. But I'm like, but why would you want to go just buy one issue of Nightwing, like just to see where that happens? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, doesn't make any sense. And I'm pretty sure in their first issue they're gonna do that whole thing where half of the book is just a retelling of what's happened prior. Which yeah. I fucking hate that. Um, but yeah, so I don't understand why that happens. But anyways, this book, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a book. Um, <laughs> well drawn, well drawn. But you lost me so fast when we we know the magistrate came into Ivy's fucking sanctuary under Gotham and everything, right? Like, we know that she's on edge right now and she wants to fucking destroy Gotham. And all these magistrate people are like, oh, yeah, sir, our life our lifeline things are not working. We, we see that there's people here, but we're not getting readings. And of course... Who does it? Who's the reason behind it? Ghostmaker's Ghost Network is able to jam all of this magistrate stuff and their life oh, signs can I forgot to share with you. There is a theory and prediction going around Twitter. About? About the seer. Remember that oh, really? random character? Uh-huh. So... How convenient is it that the ghost net is the only thing that is basically working in Gotham right now, other than Mm -hmm. the Sears technology? There's a theory that Ghostmaker will backstab Batman. Oh, you think that's the reason why he disappeared or Batman disappears? Maybe, but like they, they, when I say they, I mean more people on just Twitter and, you know, people having this conversation. Yeah. They think that the magistrate's access to the technology of the drones and all of this, it's not just what Simon's saying. It's mm-hmm. the fact that, like, Ghostmaker, like, ca- like, conveniently, Simon's saying and Ghostmaker kind of 
like started to make themselves known around the same time in Gotham. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it would, I'd prefer him to be a villain over his best friend and shit like that, to be honest. Yeah. But I don't know. You make me suffer through all of that. I'm badass kind of bullshit just to make him like this ultra crazy villain. Well, like, like he's you also got his ass beat before he's gotten his ass beat before, but like it's all there. You know, he's like, oh, you you only want me to do this because I'm a psychopath. Like, yeah, it's it's very in your face. So like I can almost see it happening. You think this is the Sasuke turn? Yeah, I think Ugh. that's what he wants to do. He wants to do the Sasuke turn. I don't know. Like, it's just. I mean, maybe. I mean, but I don't think that would save his run. His run's been awful. You know what I mean? Like, but if if he does it, uh-huh. it would be very convenient for Ghostmaker to just be a villain and get out of Gotham right before freaking Williamson takes over as Batman. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I just don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Like, because if you would have made... The reason why I think it doesn't work is because I already hate Ghostmaker. Yeah. Had you got me to like Ghostmaker, then he does the backstab. Then I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I always thought Sasuke was a little bitch. So, like, I never cared for that character. And I don't understand why people love Sasuke so much. Like, I'm just Because he's the dark and brooding. I know. He's the Batman of Naruto. If you like Sasuke, you are a Sakura. I'm sorry. And that's just (laughs) disgraceful. Like, why would you want to be that? Like, out of all things you could be in this world, I'd rather everybody be Hinata's. You know what I mean? At least she's loyal and respectable. (laughs) Um, But, like, I cannot... I just never, I, I'm not a big fan of the characters. I will say, Bakugo's the better situation. Like, he's yes. still an asshole. I hated him when I first started watching the show, but he's won me over. And he's the same model as a Vegeta. Like, they're still assholes, but you mm-hmm. like them because you know deep down they're good people. Where Sasuke is just an asshole and I fucking hate him. Like, I hate him as a character. And, like, everybody's, well, later on, 500 episodes later, he redeemed, like, fuck off! Like, I don't even care 500 episodes later. Um, But anyways, I don't give a shit about Ghostmaker, and I feel like he's been written very wrong, and if you wanted to do that turn, you would need to make me really care for this character. You know what I mean? Um, Like, if you were to have somebody like Dick Grayson do that turn, granted, you would never be able to have him redeem himself. Like, people would always remember that turn. But oh, yeah. that would be such a powerful turn, you know what I mean? But no, you would never, you wouldn't want to sacrifice the Nightwing legacy for that. It would just be bad. Um, although Frank Miller tried to do that, luckily nobody gives a shit about Frank Miller. Oh uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So either way, I'm not a fan of that theory. But anyways, we do see that Ghostmaker is fighting all these robots. He does say like, "Oh man." Of course, I have to. I just made a promise to my friend that I wouldn't kill anybody, and you guys kind of suck, but there's no things against robots, right? And he's, like, slicing up the robots and all that kind of whatever, and Ivy's getting pissed. He's like, see, this is what always happens, and she's about, she's about to go She's about to go crazy. Super Saiyan. Do you see her stance yeah. and everything? 
So she's about to go super crazy and destroy all of Gotham. You see the Ivy, like, things popping out of the ground, which is really weird because they say that she has it tied around the bedrock of Gotham. You would think she would just pull it all down, but I guess she has to I, I feel through. like this whole Ivy thing came out of fucking nowhere. Like, yeah. don't get don't get me wrong. Like, they've kind of tried to be like, oh, like, Ivy's a big player in this. Like... She may cause, you know, a big ruckus or whatever, but then all of a sudden be like, oh, by the way, Ivy's going to destroy Gotham. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, why? Why in the middle of all of this would you throw that in there also? Yeah. Remember when we got all those small stories that said more of Ivy in 2021? Yes. More of Ghostmaker. I feel like those were all supposed to be issues by themselves. And they're like, never mind. Put it all in Batman. Yeah. Like... And I was just like, uh, all right, whatever. Um, but anyways, we do see Batman and Miracle Molly running down a sewerway, and they just so happen to run into Scarecrow. And this, how did you feel about this whole interaction here? I thought Miracle Molly was such a badass, but apparently not. Oh my God, it hurts. Oh my yeah. God. Ah, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I can't even think straight. Ah. Yeah. I'm so, just like go for it oh i i just like there's these moments that i feel like tynan does that like he he wants to bring these characters out and be like the biggest baddest thing you know to come to dc comics right yeah but then he remembers oh shit this is the batman comic hold on and then he writes batman Mm -hmm. and then he's like okay that's like that's enough batman let's go back to my characters yeah because that's essentially what this does. Because you 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 go from okay, Miracle Molly has now been taken down. Now okay, now we have Batman. Oh, now we're gonna have the badass Peacekeeper One freaking shoot Scarecrow. Yeah, and he's like, and like give this monologue. He's like, you're still a crazy son of a bitch that brought all these other villains into our city. I'm the hero everybody else needs, and it's just like. I got really big, like, freaking Peacemaker vibes Mm -hmm. from him. And I'm just like, ugh, okay. Um, Don't know exactly where this is going. But I guess it'll go in this direction. But I will say, the moment where you see Peacekeeper 1 facing Batman, and it's almost like a a jump cut, like, in, like, visual medium of, like, camera. It goes to him, and then it goes to Batman on the opposite side. I do like those two shots. Oh, yeah. The two-page spread after that, too, is good. I was going to say, like, especially if you were to read this in a comic, they would be side-by-side because it's full uh, 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 splash pages. I'm just like, yeah, that kind of looks good. And even, like you said, the very next page, they actually are going, like, hit... uh, head to head with each other yeah it's visually great and i really did enjoy this but it's just these moments that they bring back and it's just like oh yeah like you know the again the only way batman is gonna save the day is with miracle molly yeah because of what she's doing yeah here's my issue with a lot of this we see Miracle Molly like freaking out because she's being taken over by fear by uh fucking Scarecrow. And she's screaming her head off like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. Save me. But you have no idea what she's going through. 
Like you could have inserted small panels of what she's thinking about or what's making her scared. They don't do that at all. So you just see her freaking out like, oh my God, I'm crazy. And granted, we haven't seen anything that would make her scared in previous issues. And we didn't read the one shot. And I don't think, I hardly doubt the one shot would be, if if that were the case, and all you need to do is you need to steal shit from the one shot and put it in this book. And be like, you should have watched, read the one shot to understand her trauma. Bam. That's all you yeah. need to do. They didn't fucking do any of that. So we do see the whole thing with, you know, Scarecrow starts monologuing, is trying to tell Batman stuff, does end up getting shot by Peacekeeper, like Clay said. And what ends up happening is Batman's like, I got Peacekeeper. You take care of the dot bomb or whatever the hell it's called, the Scarecrow bomb. And she goes over there. Remember, this is Miracle Molly, the one person that's been able to make shit that can put a dent in Superman and has all this crazy technology. She knew who Batman was. She's like fucking a million times better than everybody else. She cannot undo this bomb without Scarecrow's help because it's too good. And then fucking Scarecrow just got shot, just so happens to still be breathing. And he's like, uh, uh, and she's like, all right, I need your help. And he's like, I'm not going to help you. And I'm just like, really? You're going to go this far? Like, I'm sorry, but Batman would find a way. Like, yeah. if you're trying to make, you've already made Miracle Molly so powerful or whatever. How is she not able to figure this out? Batman would figure it out. So, like, I don't understand. I need fucking Scarecrow or whatever. Like, I understand Batman see, has used and villains, the, too. I was going to say, but then people just, you, you know how fans are. They're going to be like, oh, well, she's not Batman. Yeah. Like, but that's like, that's that's going to be the number one argument. But yeah. you can't have that argument when Tynan has gone out of his way to prove how genius and tech savvy and just like overall great Miracle Molly is. Yeah. She Batman has been the fifth wheel in this story since Tynan's been writing it. He's never been the main character. It's always been other people. Since since Future State ended and since he started this whole like scarecrow story going into Future State like we have not seen much of Batman like no. at all. No. Miracle Molly should have never been invented and all of Miracle Molly's spots should have been replaced with Harley Quinn. Would have been so much better because you had her have this meteoric rise to helping Batman in Joker War. She yeah. literally saved his life and then she's just been a fucking dime piece the rest of the story because he wanted to introduce all these other bitches. And I'm just like, who gives a fuck? The gardener? I don't give a fuck about her. Like, you only invented her. We don't her even know anything time. about her. Yeah. The fucking Unsanity Collective, which I think is such a dumb name. But I mean, granted, if you would have made it in the 80s, I'd be like, that's kind of cool. But I don't know why I think it's stupid now. Um, but yeah, the Unsanity Collective is kind of just a thing to introduce Miracle Molly. And like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, this is one of those situations where less would be more. You yeah. built up Harley Quinn and she, she has, they're trying to make that whole connection right now between her and Ivy. And that's what happens at the end of the book. Cause Ivy's like, I'm not going to listen to a man. And then he, she's like, well, how about you listen to me or maybe yourself. And then we have like the dumb cutesy Ivy that was in a, a Catwoman, And yeah. that's how it ends. And it 
it just says to be continued in two weeks. There's no title, nothing, just to be continued in two weeks. Is that the final issue? Um, no, we have no? one more. It's 17, 8, 18. 118 is, is Williamson's debut to Batman. But Tynan's last issue is next issue. Is that why yes. there's no title? Okay. So two more weeks, ladies and gentlemen, two more weeks. And the nightmare I think is there, over. I think there is still like a fear state, like epilogue issue. Yeah. But after that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm ready to see what the next, I'm not, I, I do not have a lot of faith in Williamson personally, because Robbins had one really good issue and what he's doing now with it. I'm kind of like, what do you, I don't understand it. Like, and that's what worries me about Williamson. Cause that's what happened in the flash. I thought he did some good stuff in flash and then it kind of just went off the rails. Yeah. And I was just like, if he does that with Batman, like, the supernatural stuff works in Batman, but you can go too far. And, and I feel like we, what he might do. we read Superman Batman, which was written by Williamson. Yeah. With the whole Batman who laughs stuff. Yeah. And granted, that was Batman who laughs. So we weren't really all happy about that. But that character is not here anymore. Hopefully he, you know, like there was a lot of freaking flash issues that were involving Batman. Those were cool though. That that Williamson <laughs> wrote and he actually like he actually yeah. did Batman justice. Like he actually yeah. wrote him really really well. So That's when we found one- out that the Bat plane is almost as fast as the Flash. Yeah. So and I I, I think that I need to see that Batman. Yeah. Well, the thing that's what I love about people that write things, right? Like, obviously, you don't want to make Batman as strong as Superman. You don't want to make him as strong or fast as a Flash. But if you say that he's invented technology that can keep up with the Flash, not faster, it can't do time travel and all this stuff. But that tells me, like, oh, that's how Batman can get somewhere so fast in the world if he needs to because he has technology that can do it. Like, granted, some you can make the argument, oh, that's fucking stupid because actually Flash's body is actually this and that's how he's able to survive. Batman would die at the same... You know, I don't give a shit about that stuff. Grant Morrison, as much as I, you know, I love and hate him at the same time at things, he says sometimes you don't need to fucking live in those details. You know what I mean? You don't need to yeah. know that the Batcave has to be two miles wide for his plane to be able to fucking accelerate and do it. Like, you don't need all that details. You know what I mean? That's just like, at that point, you're just fucking not enjoying this shit you know what i mean so i don't need to see that shit but uh i'm i'm excited to see what williams is gonna do but i'm not like 100 sold yet so that's kind of where i'm at we'll find out in three four weeks and a month um so we'll see but uh moving on from 116 let's go ahead and go to human target that does have a batman reference in it um for those of you that are new to the podcast if this is your first time listening we do cover tom king's uh issues because sometimes for the most part they've all kind of involved batman in one way or another um, the only one who, who didn't was rorschach yeah so we cover it for that but it's also because i'm a huge tom king fan i love his writing and a slob on his knob so we cover his books on here because it's actually what started this podcast so i feel like i gotta pay homage to tom king because him killing alfred in his batman run started this podcast because i was like there's so much shit that i want to talk about and it was all around Tom King. So, you know, we pay tribute here. 
So thank Tom King, even if you hate him, but you like this podcast, he's the reason for this podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, going to Human Target, I will say I was really confused reading half of this book because I know nothing about the Human Target. But okay. I will say, love the B cover. Thought the B cover was amazing. With ice and fire? The, huh? With ice the, and fire? Yeah, with the whodunit on it. Like, I was like, that's pretty cool logo and everything. Like, that looks pretty awesome. Um, and so, or I don't know. That was the B cover, right? Is there three yeah, covers? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, there's three covers. Yeah, there's the okay. A, B, and C cover. There's the A cover, which is the original. B cover is the whodunit, and it's actually going to be a connecting cover. Um, I should probably yeah. put that on my sub box because if you can if you actually see it cuts the, off it cuts off so i can yeah. very much see that possibly being a connecting cover uh yeah and then the third cover is oh shoot i always forget her name she was doing the covers for wonder woman wonder for the woman? longest yeah. time she's amazing yeah. though yeah um yeah anyway so we have a bunch of covers so yeah i was very confused at what was happening here because it was this guy kind of just like talking to himself, which is, this is the human target. And he's writing like a note, I love you or something like that. He's drinking a scotch, what seems like that. And he kind of just says, and this is where I'll die or something like that. I'm like, did this guy just die? Like on the first couple ish, like the first couple pages? I was like, holy fuck. Because then after we see all that, where he looks like he lays down to die, we have this day 10, day nine, day eight, day seven panel progression. And I'm all like, are we about to just get a story where this guy dies right at the start and we're going to learn how he died prior to yeah. this in days? And I was like, okay. I was like, that's interesting. And um, so we see that. And then it cuts to Lex Luthor. And I'm all like, Lex Luthor? And then he gets shot. And I was like, what is happening here? I was like, they just killed Lex Luthor? And I was like, dude, Tom King, you're going way too far, bro. You're going way too far. How could you? Were you not reading the dialogue? What the fuck? I do. Like, I wasn't like, I wasn't thinking like too much. I was because so there's dialogue and then there's like the inner thoughts. Yeah. And like, I was just like, okay, cool. Because it goes from the inner dialogue or whatever's happening. And then I just see Lex Luthor and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I was just reading the, I guess I just was not connecting the dots. But I was just I guess, like, okay. I will say the first few pages get really fucking trippy because they throw a lot of colors at you. It's yeah. very disorienting at first, and you're probably like, what the fuck is going on? And then boom, Lex Luthor. So I can yeah. I can see where it's so, going. Here's the thing though, because like so this one particularly says Jesus, who schedules a 6 a.m. press event. And I'm like, he's a detective. Maybe he's on site because Lex Luthor got killed or whatever. You know what I mean? So like I think he's investigating the death of Lex Luthor at the start. Because that was the synopsis, right? Like somebody dies or something crazy happens yeah. and this guy is part of it. And I was like, okay. And then, yeah, I thought it was kind of weird when I read that, like, he had a bald cap or something like that. I was like, Lex Luthor has a bald cap? I was like, I don't, what? I was like, I don't get what's going on here. <laughs> and then there's like a big, a big shot. There's this guy that says, you know, he was preaching some stuff about Lex Luthor is a terrible stuff. Basically what somebody would say about Jeff Bezos today is essentially what they're saying about Lex Luthor. Yeah. And saying he's crazy and like we let all his bad stuff go and all that shit. Um, and then the, we see that Luther gets up and I'm like, okay. And I was like, he's alive. And then whack, he knocks him out. 
And that's and then, that's when you get the the synopsis of basically human target's job. He says, "Yes, my name is Christopher Chance. The game is human target. This is how it's played." And he knocks out the guy and he says, "You hire me to pretend to be you so you can see who hates you enough to kill you. You yeah. live, I die, everyone wins." And that that's is some fucking line. great fucking dialogue. Like yeah. if, if that is the shit that I would read in the back of a novel and be like, yeah, I'm buying this fucking book. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fucking solid. And then we get a conversation between the human target and Lex Luthor. And I'm like, oh, after what I had just read, <laughs> I get it now. I was like, I don't know. I, I, so for those of you, just in case you're wondering, I was blazing through these comics. I had not read them before the podcast. So I was like, fuck. And I was trying to read like super fast because I don't like to be under the wire to shit. So like I was reading these as fast as I could. So blew past this. So I, I didn't know this is a possible thing because I was never taught how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine that I co-host with on a different show, she was taught how to, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but she reads without the connecting words. So the, a, and, mm. but like, she reads all of the other words. Yeah. And that's how she reads. And it's then, like those people that can uh know the word with just seeing the first letter and the last letter, like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's similar and to she, that. And apparently that's how she like can read so fast. Yeah. And but I'm like if, I can't do that. That's not yeah, gonna work. No, like when she when she fucking told me that, I was like, how the f- you, sentence wouldn't even make like you, you yeah. don't make sentences. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. But I think perif- uh, peripheral vision is a really big thing on that because yeah. I've seen it. I, I've had moments where I zone out, like I zone out oh, and everything I goes blurry, but I still know what's happening. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I've done that. <laughs> but um, yeah, for the most part, when it comes to reading, like nah, I'm dyslexic, I, I have to read things like two or three times. Sometimes if I don't understand it, I'm like, what? And I'll have to read it multiple times. But anyways, so, yeah, apparently uh, people are trying to kill Lex Luthor. It's like this big crime organization or not crime organization, but like extremist group um, mm-hmm. that really hates him. And that's why he hired this guy. And, you know, he's trying to tell him stuff. The human target is basically like, look, I don't give a shit if you're lying or telling the truth. You pay me to do there, this. There was a line in here that said, uh, wh- what does he say? He says, listening to the truth pays the same as listening to lies. Yeah. I was like, fuck, yeah. Yeah. Like this, this, like he he is connected to the hero side of things, but he's very on the fence. Like he is yeah. just like, hey, I do what I can. I get paid for it. And that's my job. Yeah. And he's like, I guess, the good version of an assassin or the opposite version of assassin. He doesn't yeah. kill people. He dies for people. Yeah. So like uh, and that's why he could have hero friends. Because he's not killing and, anybody. And Lex Luthor's like, so what if he shot you in the head? He's like, yeah. well, then I wouldn't be here. Yeah. What did he say? He's like, yeah. Um, oh, well, my brains were never my best asset anyways. So, yeah. yeah. Um, now, during this whole conversation, we're seeing the human target coughing a lot. Yeah. And everybody's kind of like, like, what's going on? You know what I mean? And then he ends up driving away and he knows something's wrong with him. And he ends up crashing his car. And um, 
it seems like Lex Luthor's people were following him and he called the Justice League because like this guy's not right. Like some like Lex Luthor being a good guy was like something's wrong with this guy. You should take a look at him. And Lex Luthor for some reason took his car and yeah. the Justice League went to go like Dr. Midnight was all like, "Oh, I can test all this stuff out." And this is where we get our first reference to Batman because yeah. you know, he's like the human target's like, oh, you know, you're a detective. I'm pretty sure you understood. Like, he was like, can you pinpoint, like, at what time of day that I got poisoned? He was like, yeah. And he was all, was it the coffee, the bad coffee I had? And he was like, yeah, around 6 a.m. or something like that. He was like, I knew it. And he was like, you detective types, you're so good at the mysteries and all that jazz. He was like, I can get a better analysis if I send this to Batman. Do you want me to do that? And he's, he's like, like, no. Yeah. My, he says, he says, what does he say? He says it's like uh, my death, my mystery, or something like that. Yeah, that's that's the line he says. And like, there's a moment because he's kind of going in and out of it. Like yeah. as when we first see him with Doctor Midnight, he's like, "Hey, Chance, did you did you hear me?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm dying. Uh, I, yeah. I I kind of already knew that." He's like, "I'm so sorry, man. Do you need me to go?" Like. I can talk to some loved ones for you. I can go with you if you want to talk to them. And like he like chance kind of takes that and like reverses it and kind of throws that at his face. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah. What about all those loved ones that you, that you were wanting to talk to me uh, with? Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, you don't have to be like that, man. He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to see myself out. Peace yeah. out. Yeah. I obviously the Batman fan in me was like, yeah, yeah, get, get Batman involved. Get Batman involved. I was like, I want to see this. I want to see them work well, together for like a panel or two. You know, I think Batman is going to get involved because I don't think you're very familiar with this. Mm-hmm. Um, when it is finally uh, put together, they do introduce the idea of the uh, Justice League International, and we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, but yeah. He he goes to Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. and he's like, and he he tells them, "Oh yeah, I'm dying." Blah blah blah. And like Lex is like, oh, that's that, that. I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it's not sorry that I'm dying. You should be sorry because uh, they were trying to kill you. And yeah. he's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, that coffee that I drank, it was it was your coffee. Like mm-hmm. I I was pretending to be you at that time. So whoever has your you know whatever kind of vendetta against you, like they were trying to kill me. Yeah. And he's like, so who who would try to kill you? He's like, well, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody hates me. And he's like, okay, we'll just start making a list, I guess, and we'll start from there. Um, but then he was like, but I, what I was really wondering was, uh, where the fuck is my car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious if that's going to be a bigger thing or if it's just like, I just paid to get your car towed. Like, that's all That's all I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm very curious about that. But yeah, so as he's... Now, is this the same thing as the start of the book? Because he's laying down... And he gets I a think, phone call. I think he's in town mm-hmm. for the twelve days. I oh, think okay. he. I think that that's going to be the same hotel. I think the hotel within itself is going to be a character in this book. Yeah, it's going to be a place of like, hey, this is where we're going to get some of the like the biggest like points of the mystery. Because again, he gets the phone call. Yeah, from Doctor Midnight. He's like, oh, I did a little bit more analysis and. uh, as weird as this may sound, the poison actually has a connection to the Justice League International. Yeah. And like they kind of play along with the idea that maybe somebody from the Justice League tried to kill Lex Luthor. Yeah. Cause it's like a 
not time travel type of substance, but like a space type of substance, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like uh like an intergalactic what does it say? Um it says spacey timey shit. We'll just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so... I can't find the the exact plot. This is where it lost me. Mm-hmm. Because we just read uh Adam Strange. Yeah. Where he turned a hero into a villain. Mm-hmm. You can't do it back to back. Yeah. Um, that's that's now, the only. Now, it can be it can be like a like, hey, I'm only going to tease it. But then you have to go along the mystery with us to find yeah. out where, who it really is. And it's not going to be a hero. Like, I yeah. can totally see them doing that also. Mm-hmm. But like I I had this like conversation kind of ready in case you were going to try to fight me on this. <laughs> I was just like, I. I understand King's one of King's biggest things is putting real world shit into yeah. the comics and talking about the dark shit with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Taylor, Tom Taylor puts some of the like more realistic stuff in his comics and then uses the superhero world to like make it better. Yeah. King is like, oh no, the heroes are in the dark shit with us. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you can't fucking just keep making my heroes like bad guys you can yeah. like like spoilers for a shit set uh oh, holy crap 10 12 year old book now freaking identity crisis mm-hmm. like you, like you can't try to make every book an identity crisis you know yeah yeah, yeah i get and, that i get that and i and i kind of felt that when i saw them kind of being like Oh, the Justice League International could be involved in Lex Luthor Lex Luthor's murder attempt, and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. So we'll see I, how it goes. I feel I feel the sentiment. I feel the sentiment. Um, I, for so, are you more upset about the concept of the story, or that just because it happened right after Adam Strange? I think if it hadn't happened right after Adam Strange, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is interesting. How yeah. deep are they involved? And yeah. Lex Luthor's, you know, possible murder attempt. Yeah. But because we are reading this almost a month after, like immediately yeah. after the ending of Adam Strange, it's fresh on my mind, you yeah. know? So I'll agree with that. I do say, I think that's just, it's unfortunate timing because that book should have been done a long time ago. Because yeah. Adam Strange was like, there should have been at least a six month gap between them. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, because, you know, COVID happened, all that shit. Ha- well, actually, we lost. Bo- How many months did we lose for books? Two or three? I think it three. Happened. So two or three. And then that's not including that. Then the book went bi-monthly for a while and all that shit. You know, yeah. everything that's happened. So, yeah, Adam Strange should have been done a long time ago. But unfortunately, just like Batcat's going to stretch into ha- majority of next year, um, we're not going to get a lot of that that story's not going to be done. So I totally feel you on that. And I wouldn't even argue against that. Um, but when it comes to like the identity crisis stuff, I want to reference what we said a long time ago when we thought it was kind of a cop out that Tom Taylor saved fucking blue beetle. You know what I mean? Ted cord. We were like, yeah. Oh shit. Like Ted cord working with villains and stuff like that. That makes his character interesting when he hasn't been interesting for fucking decades. And so we were kind of like, yeah, let's do it. And then, oh, it was actually somebody else. And I'm like, that fucking sucks. 
Now, you know what, what I mean? if what if it's Blue Beetle in this one? That would be interesting because <laughs> now Tom's like, I'm going to do the right thing this time and fix what Tom Taylor didn't fix. Um, but I don't know. I mean, from my if I was just looking at this photo because I don't know all these characters. So mm-hmm. I know one is um, the asshole Green Lantern, which is yeah. uh, what's his Guy name? Gardner. Guy Gardner. Batman's in there, which is very interesting. We have uh, is his name Atomic Man? What's his name? Atomic uh, or- Captain Adam. Captain Adam. We have Martian Manhunter. We have uh, Booster Gold. We do have Blue Beetle, which is Ted Cord. And I don't know the re- uh, we have Miracle, uh, Mister Miracle, and then I don't know the names of the other four or five. There's a Mustache Man in there, which you know, stereotypical might be him. It's uh, it's Mitch Gerard. Is that him? Is it, is that a character though? Like a real character? That is a real character. Okay. Um, but they they use the reference photo of Mitch. Okay. to draw that character that's um, which i think is absolutely hilarious um but of that course like stash, you said though. you have uh mr miracle you have ice and fire right behind guy gardner um weird that I, she's green for fire ice and fire she's uh yeah i don't know why they went with green yeah. but uh but, well her powers are green flames mm. so that's that's a thing uh She's Brazilian. Ice Fire is so 80s. How, was they created in the 80s? Yeah. 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 So 80s. like like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Um I can't remember the freaking uh I don't know who the blonde person is. The blonde chick. I kind of want to say maybe Black Canary. You think so? Maybe, That's a maybe. bad drawing of her. Like it would be a more traditional like like first appearance type outfit yeah but, I mean, it's very like baggy you know um, what you know what i'm gonna look up the justice league yeah. international and then who is cccp that's who is that's that? who i couldn't remember okay yeah so there's a few characters in here that are kind of like whatever um but i will say like yes following adam strange uh is definitely like oh man we kind of just read that but i will say when this book was finished, I was intrigued though. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm along for the ride. Like, I want to know what's going on there because I've always, you know, it identity crisis was nice. Like not the subject matter was rough, but I like the idea that, yeah, you know what? Even people that are trying to be good can do bad things. You know what I mean? Cause they think they're doing it for the good of the people. And it's not really the truth or it's not really the main thing. So I kind of yeah. like these stories. We'll see where it goes. But um, yeah, for the most part, I mean, I think it was, I thought it was a solid first issue, even though I was confused at the start. Yeah. But it, that was just it's, me. it looks like it might be a pretty wild ride. Um, yeah. This was, you know, set as like a kind of noirish mystery book, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, to be completely honest, some of the some of the most random, really good issues of comics that I would read back when I worked at the uh, comic shop was the um, the indie comics that were based off of the old school detective noir, like Dick Tracy type books. Yeah, those are the best. So if you are like putting the human target in that kind of setting mm-hmm. um, with DC characters, I think that would be really fun. This was, after I read this first issue, I instantly got the vibe of, this would be a great fucking movie. 
yeah. if you could have this mystery happen in a DC universe. And that's what I would like to see from HBO. Like, do different shit like that. <clears throat> and that's why I've always said that when it comes to these superhero movies, they need to get, like, up-and-coming actors that are not big-time people like Robert Downey Jr. that they're going to have to pay $20 million. Or you have to, like, lock them down to long term contracts where it's like hey you're gonna appear in nine different movies like they did with samuel jackson right and some of those are gonna be features some of them are just gonna be like cameos but we're gonna do nine you're gonna do nine and we're gonna pay you maybe a percentage or x amount of dollars per whatever you know whatever it is because just imagine pattinson being signed on for nine films three that are gonna be in the matt reeves universe He's going to have like a couple cameos in the show and then he would do a random movie like this where he plays the Batman in this movie and then he shows up in Batgirl and he shows up in other places. You know what I mean? That would be kind of cool because I've always said that I would love to see Thrill Killer, which is a Batman story. I would love it, man. Made into a movie. And I think Ben Affleck, even current scrawnier Ben Affleck, would be fucking solid for that film. Yeah. Because it's an old it's not an older Batman, but it is a Batman who's becoming Batman after Batgirl and Robin already exist. And he's like a hard-nosed cop that gets into the costume vigilante game. And yeah. fucking Ben Affleck's already did a movie like that. Not like that, but he's done a movie in that style that nobody watched because they only cared about the Batman. So, yeah. you know, I don't even remember what the fuck it was called. But, you know, it was the movie that you can tell he was getting super mad about being Batman every time. He oh, wanted to yeah, because everybody it. would would ask him about it. And yeah, he was like, I'm, I'm here for this movie, guys. Like, let's talk yeah. about this movie. So uh, but yeah, I I think films like th- I think things like that is what I want to see from D.C. opposed to, you know, just covering all the main fuck. like I we haven't watched Injustice, but we've heard it is fucking awful. So, you know um i want to see them do different stuff and i don't want to necessarily have you know don't make it anime like animated like i want to see different shit so we'll see but i don't know if that'll ever happen in our lifetime but it would be awesome so anyways let's move on to batman the adventure continues season two um dude it it, is this dini so he's part of it but like it's fucking killing these stories man I really like, enjoyed this. Um, this is continuing off of the issue that I unfortunately did not read, but I remember the synopsis kind of of what you were talking about. Um, dude, I love this fucking Batman. Yeah. Like it's this great. is Batman. Yes. I will say this book had one fucking line that I hated. Do you Which know one? what line it was? Which one? When they fucking talk about the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say something. I knew you were going to say something about it. I fucking hated it, dude. Like, but my thing is, is look, it's okay to bring in real world stuff sometimes, but so, I already hate Rotten Tomatoes. And then you're going to make Rotten Tomatoes legitimately in the Batman universe. I'm like, Fuck you. I don't want to know that that's in there. They could have just made some other joke about Rotten Tomatoes. You know what I mean? But not the full-blown fucking title. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Anyways, going back to the actual story, though. So we have this guy is running for mayor, like we said at the end of the issue. He's, I have to say, man, 
the way they played this whole story, the way the guy talks and the way like he does the politician lingo, like I want to be your cane, I want to be your support, is a hell of a line. Like I was like, God damn, if a politician said that, I'd be like, that's a really good <laughs> line, man. That's a really good line. And like they just have the politician mindset for this character just down. And they have his like opposition that apparently knows Dick Grayson. He's like, I'm still gonna win, man. But it's it's Hamilton's son that we were introduced to um with the whole uh Court of Owls because we found out that Hamilton oh. was part of the Court of Owls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't reading at that point, so I'm still yeah, very true. foggy on that. Um, but he's all like, yo, Dick, if you could get me Bruce's fucking, you know, endorsement, it would put us over the moon. And he's like, uh, he was like, you're his son. He's like, I'm his ward. Eh, tomato, tomato. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, just get him to work. And I love how it instantly cuts to Batman saying no. And he's like, I tried. <laughs> like, because <laughs> Dick already knew the answer. But I love what Bruce Wayne says here. And he's all like, because Dick Grayson's like, I tried, but like, why not? Like, I'm just curious. He's all, Bruce Wayne has enough of a presence in Gotham without becoming a kingmaker as well. Like, for those of you that don't know how powerful Bruce Wayne is, he could be like people in the real world that just say, like, that's a good guy. You guys should go vote for him. And they're like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? For the most part, that people do that with money in the real he's world. like a more he's he's a more influential and positive elon musk yes yes like if <laughs> batman was all like doge to the moon everybody'd be like yeah doge to the moon um so like that's how powerful bruce wayne is in the world but batman being batman he's like i don't want to be able to put people which is kind of weird you know he doesn't want bruce wayne to be the kingmaker but Batman does enough things to try to keep the city safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to see that he does have that moral compass of like, look, Gotham's going to make up its own decisions. I have faith. Now, but- do you think that he has this stance? Because canonically, if you watch the Batman, the animated series, um, do you think he is doing this because of how bad it turned out with Two-Face, with Harvey? I think that's something you would think about, right? Like, you do that in the real world, right? You try not to make the same mistakes you did when you go to you get a new girlfriend or something, yeah. right? Like, you're like, oh, I fucked up really bad by being overprotective or whatever. I'm not going to do that this time around. If you're smart, ladies and gentlemen, you should learn from your past mistakes. <laughs> Keep having bad, failed things. It's probably you. Um, but for the most part, yeah. Like, I, I thought that was interesting. And that's, that's a really solid point. But we start noticing that, like... Batman doesn't believe this, right? And this is what really got me because at the ending, I thought this was it, it it's all revealed at the end, but Batman goes to see this governor and he's doing Tai Chi or whatever. They make some really good points about being old, man. And I'm just like, God damn, do I need to start doing Tai Chi? Like I need to get up in here. <laughs> like, because they, you know, uh, what does he say? Oh, he was all like. Uh, it's you, isn't it? I can't, I can't see you, my friend, but I know you're there. It's the Tai Chi. I think somehow heightens the senses. He's like, marvelous exercise helps to starve off the inevitable old ship's age or old age. It's a shipwreck. And um, I thought that was interesting. I was like, wait, starve off the inevitable. I was like, I'm down. I was like, I, I need to start doing whatever I can. I feel old now. Like, you know what I mean? So like, I thought that was interesting. And he's all like, 
hey, man, I know you don't like me. You don't see me in this certain way, but I'm here. I had a heart attack or I almost had a heart. I had a heart attack. Oh, he had a like, stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, that changed my life. And I want to try to right the wrongs of the past. And even Bruce says, this man has a way with words because I started to believe him. And then Batman's like, nah, fuck you. I know you're a terrible shit person and I know you're going to do something and I'm on to you. And he ends up leaving, right? And then, of course, his right-hand woman comes out and he's like, what happened? He's like, oh, it's the Batman. He was all, she was like, is he on to us? And he's like, not yet, but I felt like he has such a strong will. I felt that I almost had him. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, what the fuck? Now, I did make the guess before it actually was revealed at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still... It yeah. it did it still feels great. It feels like a, yeah. a, a very organic story. Um, but what happens next is you, you see him, you see Bruce training and Alfred. One arm like, pull-ups, by the way. Yeah, one arm pull-ups. <laughs> and and uh, Alfred's like, Oh, well, so how did your little visit, you know, go? What's going on? He's like, I don't know, Alfred. Like he 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 has a way with words. Like he almost had me convinced. Yeah. He's like, Bruce, are you all right? He's like well, maybe he is changing my mind. And yeah. like, you're like, Bruce, you just like, you, you were angry for one whole issue last issue. And yeah. like, you just like yelled at his face. Like, like what is going on with you right now? Yeah. Well, he goes into the iceberg lounge because we found out that is where uh, this guy is going to have his big, like press, you know, his uh, rally. Campaign his rally. rally. Yeah. And he tries to go in through the back and he's like, Oh yeah, there's a back entrance. I mean, let me go that way. And one of the bouncers that we have we've seen before in prior issues that Batman has gone toe to toe with mm-hmm. shows up to be like, hey, if you're not on the list, you can't come out or you can't come in. And you just hear somebody's like, oh, he's with me. It's all good. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, whatever you say, Barbara. And I'm like, what the heck? What is she doing yeah. here? And she's like, oh, well, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm actually selling uh, his 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 t-shirts, his sweaters. If you want pajama pants with his face on your butt, then uh, let, you know, just let me know and I can, I can snag one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when everybody notices Bruce Wayne. He's like, Oh, well, I kind of just wanted to come in through the back. I didn't want to, you know, cause any alarm. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to make a whole lot of noise. Well, yeah. it kind of backfires on him because as soon as this guy starts to actually Mayfield, actually starts to give his presentation or like his speech, like Bruce starts to feel it again. The same feeling that he had when he talked to him at his mansion and all of this press just sees Bruce and they're like, Mr. Wayne, Mr. Wayne, like, like, Hey, why are you here? How'd you feel about this? Or how'd you feel about that conversation or uh, that speech? He goes, well, uh, what, what can I tell you? It was something, uh, it was really extraordinary. He's like, "Oh shit, I gotta get out of here!" And he like he guns it, and the freaking like what what just kind of like kicks you in the nuts is the fact that Hamilton starts to immediately start calling him and texting him because mm-hmm. he went out of his way to talk to Dick to be like, "Hey, can you get an endorsement?" And he's yeah. like, "Oh no, that like Bruce doesn't do that stuff." And mm-hmm. then to do it on live television and radio because even Alfred heard it. Yeah, and it's just like. God damn, that, yeah, that was a smart play. Sucks. Yeah, it was a smart play by uh by fucking what's his face, 
And yeah, so interesting here is I love that Barbara thought of a different way to get in. You know what I mean? Like, I really enjoyed it that she was like, oh, let me volunteer all that kind of jazz. So she's on the inside. That's what I've always loved about Barbara. She's always tried to do things differently. And she's all, they've always write her with political affiliations. Mm-hmm. Like, she's always part of politician shit. So um, we do see that Batman, Alf- he's like, he runs to the car. He's like, give me the fuck out of here, Alfred. And he's like, well, I think you got another call, sir. And the bat signal's in the air. And that's when we find out that there is this stoically, you know, handsome gentleman at the top of the fucking GCPD. And starts, he's fighting like a robot. Like, it looks like a robot. And it's this actor man that's trying to kick his ass. And uh, we find out later on, because a hydrant goes off and gets this person wet, that it's Clayface. And Batman's all like, let me go check this out because the Clayface has been in his cell and all this shit, but I know it's him. And so they go to Arkham and we see this is when we know Babs is talking about like, yeah, I just got hired to be like on the inside inside. So, you know, I'll let you know what I find out. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go talk to Clayface. And Clayface is just chilling in his cell and he's like, hey, what's up, Batman? I'm like your favorite person, blah, blah, blah. And he starts changing his face to like fit Riddler, to fit Harley Quinn and all that jazz. I love that because he starts talking like them and he even does it for Joker. And he's like, I know you were out there. Like, I know it. I saw your footprints. I saw all of that shit. Like, you're not a good a, as good of an actor as you think you are. And he was like, hey, my buddy right here can vouch for me. I have not left. And so the guy's like, yeah, man, I've, I've been here this whole time. Like, I've, I've seen him not leave a cell. And he's like, I know it was you. I'll figure it out. So that's when we see Barbara talking, like saying, like, hey, I'm on the inside. Like, what can you, what can I help? And she's about to go a different way. And then the boss lady's like, no, 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 you don't go over there. That's only for the strategy people. Your office is over there. And Barbara's like, it's kind of weird that I would be hired to be like the digital media consultant person. And I wouldn't be a part of the strategy team. But she's like, whatever. And of course, that makes her want to like sneak into that room. Um, then we see Batman speeding away in the Batmobile and Clayface comes out of nowhere. And he's all like, what's up, Batman? Like, if you didn't like my performance here, let me try it again. And so they end up crashing into the river. And uh, Batman's like, well, shit, I got to go talk to the fucking guard. And he's all like, yo, you just lied to me and told me that you saw him. And he's like, he's right there, man. He's in his cell. And we see an empty cell with no Clayface. And he's like, you think Clayface is in there? He's like, yeah, of course. Don't you? Like, he's right there. And so that's when we know something's up. And that's when we see Barbara sneaking into the office that she's not supposed to go into. And it's revealed that it's Jarvis Tetch. And he's controlling people. And Barbara gets knocked out with the cane that's been in every fucking interview that this guy has had, who he built a political slogan around. And we know that Jarvis Tetch has been controlling people to vote for this guy. And I'm just like, God damn, that was a good reveal. Like, that was solid. I, I made the connection when Bruce spoke out of turn about him being extraordinary i was like Mm. he because they made it such a big point that he doesn't make you know political he doesn't take political advice or he doesn't make it public or anything like that yeah so like i was like why would they emphasize it and then him do it like Mm -hmm. who is controlling him and i was like oh shit they could be controlling him how the fuck would they do that oh wait jarvis tetch shit and then when they at the very end i was like oh fuck 
So I didn't make the connection, but I did think it was weird that Bruce wasn't able to, uh, that he was caught off guard by the media. Yeah. That was kind of, I was all like, huh. I was like, I feel like Batman would be very good at that situation. But, you know, I was just like, eh, you know what? I'll let it slide. Whatever. The whole story's been solid. But then that totally makes sense that he was being controlled, uh, even for a little bit. You know what I mean? So I thought that was pretty awesome. But yeah, fucking Deanie killing it. Batman Adventures, if you want a continuation of the animated series, this is essentially DC's manga. Like this right here. Like if you want more of the anime, you go read this. And maybe that's what they should start doing in the future. Like doing more like this. Like the would you read a Superman Returns comic or whatever the series was called? Uh, the uh, Adventures of yeah. uh, Superman? Superman. Yeah. 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 If, if they did an Adventures of Superman continues, fuck yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah. Didn't they have one for Wonder Woman? Does she have uh, her own show? Or no? No, she didn't have her own show. Yeah. They it should. was, they yeah. do have a continuation of Justice League that yeah. actually came out this same week. It's called Justice League Infinity. Um, yeah. I think they're on like issue like five at this point. Really good. Really solid. They're doing a continuation of Harley Quinn, um, which is actually pretty much what the manga is doing, because, which would be their manga, to be honest, because they're doing the first episode in the books right now. Oh, so, really? If I'm not mistaken, what they showed like at DC Fandom, which we didn't cover that here, but they showed those weird sketches of Harley Quinn. Like They're like, hey, we haven't even colored the show yet. Like This is the sketches, and like it's all that. That's already in one of the issues that I read. And so oh, that's like hilarious. Yeah. So if you want to get ahead on the Harley Quinn show, go read the comic book. There'll probably be a little bit more in there. Um, if you, you know, because we're probably not going to get that show until what, sometime next year? Yeah, probably so, next year. Um, so yeah, definitely if you guys want to see that. Uh yeah, I think DC should do more of that. But they should really promote that shit. Uh like a lot more often, to be honest. And they don't. Yeah. They need a better social media team, man. Their social media team's garbage. Um, But anyways, let's go on to, I think, the most divisive or maybe not so great book. Because, like, we already know how I feel about Batman, right? Like, Batman 116, all that jazz. Like, that's typical. Like, you're probably not going to get a great review from Juice on a Tynan book at the moment. At least Batman. Because Vampires was good. Vampires was solid. Um, But... What did you think of Dark Knights of Steel? Because I was enjoying it, it until was that ending. Great. It was great. And then the ending, I don't have like a big like, fuck this book problem. Uh-huh. It's more of like a, oh, you decided to go that route problem. So did and- you have a better story in mind? Like as I was reading this, I was like, I know where they're going and I'm okay with them going there. And then they just took a hard left. And I was like, oh, no. That's how I felt. I had a different well, story planned than so, I thought. I mean, minor spoilers for the ending. I'm not going to say that ending. But mm-hmm. I will say there is a point where Bruce and Clark are Cal. He's not even named Clark. Because yeah. the big thing in this book is that his actual parents, Jorel and Lara, traveled to Earth with him. Yeah. In this one. So he kept his alien name, uh, his Kryptonian name, Cal. And so Cal and Bruce are getting into a pretty heated argument. And yeah. I'm like, 
oh, so this is how like the quote unquote houses are divided. Okay. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. you're going like the pure Game of Thrones thing. Cool. Which was what I was wanting. Yeah, and, and I totally get it. And they're still technically gonna go that route, I think. Yeah. I they are definitely going that route because you still have the tension. But yeah. with that ending, I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, so let's run through the book. So <laughs> the first few pages do have the typical Krypton's exploding. We got to get the fuck out of here. But we actually see the, you know, Jor-El and uh, what's his mom's name? Laura. Uh, Laura are in their own like mini pod. And they fucking, they must, that must have been cramped as fuck because it looks small. It looks like she's in a casket. She so, is pregnant. It's, yeah. it's not like in any normal continuity where Cal is already born. She's yeah. pregnant during this time. And so she's literally giving birth to Cal while they're in this ship. And when they land, she is literally just like, oh, yeah, here's the baby now. Yeah. And it looks like a bunch of people are going to because it's they sell, something fell from the sky. Right. So back in medieval times, when you have no science, you think this is trouble. You're just like, oh, shit, something fell from the sky. Like, let's go fucking destroy it. And so they're about to he, they're not listening to fucking Jor-El here. So he's like, they're about to kill this baby and his wife. And he's like, no. And he fucking heat visions all of them to death, right? And like, they just disintegrate. And he's all like, we're going to be fine. And there's like this massive kingdom in the background. And you're just like, he's going to fucking take over that whole kingdom right now. Like, that's going to be fucking gangster. So already I'm getting bad vibes from the Jor-El family. Like, that's just the way I was reading it. Um, but then we go to the Kingdom of Storms, which I think this is kind of, this was cool and not cool at the same time. Because if I'm not mistaken, this is Black uh, Black Lightning, right? Yes, is this I'm is saying. Jefferson. Jeff- yeah. Jefferson Pierce, yeah. So Black Lightning, it looks badass in this royal kind of configuration here. But we're seeing a what looks to be a young Constantine convulsing, yes. talking about weird shit. And he's telling a guy to write down what is happening. This was fucking annoying to read. I well, hated. The this. only reason why it was annoying to read is because it the narration it, so. boxes was the exact same as Constantine. Yes. So when I noticed that, I just read what Constantine was saying. Yeah. So it was stupid. The way they should have done it and the way you should do these things is you should have Constantine say something and then the boxes say the next thing. Then Constantine says something and then the box says the next thing where it still gives you that idea that he's writing everything down. That's what should have happened. But yeah, repeating, I was like, don't tell me the rest of the book's going to be like this because I'm going to fucking hate it. (laughs) And luckily, it's just that. And like uh, freaking Black Lightning is like, yo, what's happening? And he's like, our fucking end. So I was like, all right, typical Constantine line, like, you know, whatever. And then, of course, they only write our end in the book, but not the fucking part. So it is what it is. Then we get 19 years later, the Castle of L. So it looks a little bit brighter, typical like Superman kind of stuff where it's all happy-go-lucky. And we see, you know, uh, Cal-El here with his Superman logo, small cape and all this jazz is like, Bruce. Bruce, I'd like to come with you. And Batman's like, no. He's all like, no. He's like, I'm. And this is where we instantly find out that Bruce is a servant to the owls. Like he's like a disciple, yes. or like he's a, you know, a knight to their, yeah. you know, kingdom. 
And the cool thing is, is Alfred is along the lines, like also working with Bruce. And, you know, Cal L is all like, you use kids. Like, why can't you use me? Like, you know, like, why are you going to go do this? Like, why do you have to rely on them? And he's essentially saying, like, there's some possible magic here. I am sworn to protect you and your family. You cannot come along. And, you know, Superman's like, oh, man, typical, like, everybody that denies super the Superman family. They're like, we can destroy shit. And they're like, no, bro. Like, you're too much. <laughs> and um, so I like that. So I thought this was an interesting dynamic to start with because I thought they were going to go with the typical, like, Bruce owns a castle. The the L's are, a, you know, a problem for the, you know, like, I thought it was going to be BVS, essentially. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to be that. So it was very interesting to see the whole dynamic of, like, I work for them. And so we see uh, Dick Grayson, essentially everybody, even Duke was involved in the Robins, which I thought was kind of cool. And they go to this place, they beat up this guard or whatever, and we find out that Batman looks like he's there to kill a Banshee. So this is a Batman that kills. And again, this is totally okay, because it's such a different continuity. It's supposed to be Game of Thrones-esque. I don't give a shit if he kills here, because that's just what people did back in that time period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we find out that this Banshee is Black Canary and she like fucking does her Banshee car or whatever, blows up the house. Uh, the Robins are like, oh shit. And they're like diving out of the way. And she's like, how the fuck are you alive? Like you should be dead. And he's like, I don't know. Batman's like holding his ear. He's bleeding from his ears. And he's like, I don't know how I'm alive. She does it again and he survives. And then Superman shows up to save the day. Yeah. Did you like start getting weird vibes here? Like why he was alive or anything yet? I I genuinely thought, okay, magic is at play. Mm-hmm. Because this is a realm of fucking middle, like I'm thinking Middle Earth. I'm thinking Lord of the Rings type shit. Yeah. I'm not thinking Game of Thrones. I'm mm-hmm. thinking Lord of the Rings. Cause that because I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. But I still know the vibe of what Game of Thrones usually is. And I don't know how big magic was in Game of Thrones, other than dragons and shit. Mm-hmm. But like I immediately thought, oh, maybe somebody like in like put an enchantment on his armor or something, yeah. or maybe even him. And I was just yeah. like, we'll we'll see an explanation. Um, yeah. And oh boy, we got an explanation. <laughs> yes. So at this point, I was like, okay. I was all, maybe they're just going to go with Batman. Because it was kind of, usually I can rely on Batman's tech, right? I can usually be like, oh, well, Batman has dampeners in his helmet or whatever that keep him from getting his ears blown out. <clears throat> so I thought maybe Batman's just going to be one of those humans that's like, the the best knight of all you know what i mean like he's the greatest knight and he's survived so many things because of his cunningness and all this jazz yes he gets hurt but he survives you know what i mean so i thought that would maybe be it or maybe they would explain that alfred did something to the helmet or whatever you know what i mean yeah um so i wasn't thinking much of it but yeah superman um captures uh essentially black canary which we don't really know that as her name but um Batman was kind of like ready to like, you know, kill her, but he's like, whatever, just bring her with us. Then we get the jester, which this is just perfect. Like it's fucking Harley Harley. Quinn. (laughs) And she's all like, Oh, she makes a joke about Minotaurs. And she's like, if you're because Black Canary's on the back of Bruce Wayne's horse. 
And she's like, if you're trying to make a centaur, uh, I don't think that's how it works. Because it's like this unconscious <laughs> woman on the back of a horse. And he's all like, don't torment me today, Quinn. And she's like, oh, but it's so fun because, you know, you're so dark and brooding and you got those little ears. And like, so I just love that like banter of her being a jester. Um, and then she was like, eh, I got to try to do it now because the elves are pissed at y'all. And yeah. so they have to go to the grand kingdom of the elves throne room. And, you know, he's like, how could you take, you know, Cal L to this mission? He's like, Bruce tries to cover it up. He's all like, I'm so sorry. I should have been better. And fucking, I want to say Clark, but, you know, Cal's just there. And he's like, he's like, no, nah, don't try to cover for me, blah, blah. And this is when we get that, that conversation you were talking about where they got kind of heated. And yeah. he was just saying like, he was all, how do you follow these stupid ideals that you have? And he's like, no, my people serve this country or serve this kingdom and blah, blah, blah. So the elves are like my leaders and blah, blah, blah. And Superman's like, those are stupid customs. Like, why do you do that? Because we find out that Jor-El was saying that Bruce should be king. And like, you don't see Cal-El being like, oh, no, I should be king or whatever. He's kind of just vibing with it. He's like, you're, you know, you're better at this shit. You should be. And he's like, I'm a bastard. Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be here. And every time they kept using the word bastard, I was like, what is this going to be? Because every, I know how it works in Game of Thrones. So I'm like, what's going to happen with this bastard title? Um, and what ends up happening is Jor-El's like, enough of this fighting. Bruce, let's go take a walk. And so they go take a walk. And essentially, like... There's a storm a brewing, which I don't know if this is Black Lightning's doing or what's happening. But Bruce says, something's wrong with me. I think it's dark magic. It's probably best that I leave the kingdom for your safety. And that is when we get the reveal. Well, uh, before we get the reveal, we actually see Green Arrow and what I'm assuming is a Green Lantern. Or do you think this is going to be a Green Lantern or a sorcery? So... Like, Here's the really fun play with this because mm -hmm. there would probably be some people that are more inclined with the modern Green Lanterns and see this happen mm -hmm. and be like, that can't be true because that's not kryptonite. Because, you know, what he does is he enchants this arrow and says, yeah we just need to make sure that you know how to aim well. He shoots the arrow and it hits Jarrell in the eye. Yeah. But there's a lot of story in between there, but we'll get there. So for people who don't know in the golden age of comics, when green lantern was first made and this was kind of played with in DC versus vampires, he could mm -hmm. manipulate any light and if he had the if he had strong enough will, he can manipulate that light to very specific things. Mm -hmm. That being said, in Golden Age comics, he has manipulated green light to be pure kryptonite, to mm -hmm. like actually have the radiation of kryptonite. Okay, just off of pure will. Um, but they don't do that in modern. They don't do that really anymore. Okay. Um, it could still be a thing, especially now with Infinite Frontier, with yeah. everything is canon now. So you could you could have Green Lantern like pull that out of his ass, you know, in one issue, and it be canonically correct. Yeah. So, 
So, so when I saw this, I was like, oh shit, they're going to say that he, you know, put some sort of kryptonite energy into this. Yeah. But if you look at the ring, the ring looks like a shield. Uh, and I'm like, ooh, this is going to be, I think it's going to be like an emerald knight. He's going to have mm. like actual armor and I think it's going to look badass. Um, That'll be interesting. I do think they may play around with the idea of it being magic because technically even Alan, uh, Alan Scott, yeah. um, the first Green Lantern, he was based off of magic before they did the whole intergalactic thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be very interesting. So, <clears throat> yes, before the arrow hits Jor-El in the eye, we get the reveal after Bruce says, like, I need to leave the kingdom. He's like, no, there's a reason why I think you should be king. And that's because I made a mistake. Or what he says, he's like, what me and your mother did was not, you know, not something I should have done. Or essentially saying that he was all, but you're my son. Yeah, he said, uh, you knew you were a bastard that was never hidden from you or your kingdom. Thomas and Martha had too much misplaced honor for that. Mm-hmm. He says, your mother and I, you were a mistake. You were not a mistake. But what Martha and I did was. Yeah. And that is like saying, you're my son. And I was just yeah. like, as soon as I read that, because you read it before me. And you're like, yeah. I have thoughts. And I read it. And I was like. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he gets shot in the eye. He come. He he falls. He's dead. I'm assuming mm-hmm. his crown flies off. And as soon as you see the lightning hit in the background, you see Bruce's eyes turn red. Yeah. I hated this ending. <laughs> Here's let me tell you the story I had in my brain. Right. So here's what I think is going to happen. I felt that we saw at the start of the story that we know the Jor-El and freaking, you know, Mama Superman fucking took that kingdom. They took it. Like, there was obviously a king there before, and they took it. So my thing, and maybe this could still happen. We'll find out. You know, this is supposed to be a 12-issue series. I think, I, I was like, okay, Bruce is their loyal subject, their loyal knight. He's like probably the commander of their army, right? Um, which they don't even need an army if they're the fucking elf. But there's magic here, so maybe they do. And I was just like, all right, I know what's going to happen here. Bruce is going to find out, because he was probably a child at the time too. I'm assuming he's around 19 or so right now, or maybe a little older. Yeah, I think that the kingdom was originally the Waynes and they were probably, you know, king and queen that ruled and actually treated people well. You know, they they were beloved by their audience or whatever. And Jor-El and them came in and took over the kingdom. That's what I thought the story was going to go to because then it does pit the whole BVS thing happening, but it's a longer story of where he finds out later. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. your family killed my family. Like, how can I ever you know trust you and you could do the story of like you've never treated me wrong but your parents took mine so i should take theirs you know i should take yours and then that's a conflict of dilemma there you know what i mean yeah and you could have bruce get more family members or like maybe he goes talks to diana or whoever's going to be in this story right like he starts building up disciples maybe even green arrow could have been the one that broke the news to bruce you know what i mean 
Like, yeah. cause he's supposed to be, he should be the Robin hood of this Tory. Like that's what he's based off of, but yeah. he's killing people like right away. So I'm just like, Oh, okay, whatever. Um, I, as much as it's cool to see Bruce do things like turn into doomsday and shit. The reason why I love Batman is because he's not like those fucking characters. And so I already hate him being Superman. Like that's what I loved when Tom King gave him the option to become a, a Superman and he, and he didn't it. take it and he gave it to somebody who wants to be a Superman. Yeah. I will, I will say as a Superman fan and as a Batman fan, I dig this. Um, really? Yeah. Like, and the reason why is I, I don't have any prior knowledge because the big thing, the big selling point to this for everybody who saw this was like, this is Game of Thrones in the DC universe. This is yeah. gonna be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know anything about that. Like, yeah. I genuinely don't. I've only seen the series finale of Game of Thrones. That's literally mm-hmm. the only episode I have seen. And so, for to see this, my mind can go into the tropes of what I know Game of Thrones is, yeah. and be like, okay, so. Bruce is going to claim he's he's going to claim the throne mm-hmm. and then Cal and Bruce are going to be butting heads for that throne mm-hmm. because they're friends. But, you know, I feel like Bruce is going to be the very hard headed because we've already seen it. We've already seen Cal is the kind of person that is like, no, we can break the rules. I can do whatever. We're fine. While yeah. Bruce is the no, we do things by the book. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Jarrell being dead, he's going to be like, I, I need somebody's head on a stake. Yeah. And he's going to freaking pull out all of the guards, all of the knights, all of the Robins, whatever. And he's going to go out for blood and he's going to start taking charge. And I think Cal is not going to like that. Um, and there will be a fight for the throne. Um, but I, I, I dig it. I, I think it's, it's the whole thing of like these these two are brothers like because in DC Comics they're mm-hmm. brothers but they're not really brothers yeah. here they're brothers but they're really brothers yeah and they don't know it like yeah I yeah. I, I I dig it until Taylor really fucks up because this is just a original concept mm-hmm. it's a first issue I really dug it I think that like it can go sideways really fast. Yeah. If you don't do it right. Yeah. And that's my thing, right? So as the one who has seen game of Thrones from the start to the finish, the bastard thing was a huge story and he doesn't find out who his real family is until like the second to last season or maybe third to last, the last two seasons were pretty short. So it could be third to last season. So the bastard thing is a huge point of the story. Mm-hmm. And we just fucking found out immediately on the first story. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I... I start asking questions when somebody was born a Kryptonian and they've never had powers or anything show up. You know what I mean? And I yeah. understand this is a totally different story, but now I'm like, you tell me he's never been mad? 
and he's never like had to deal with something and he's just so now manifesting those kind of powers he's you know? half human though yeah i get that but like that's how they'll play it off yeah for, for sure. sure but i just find it weird that just seeing Jorel die is what sets it off you know what i mean opposed to him being in life-threatening situations before yeah. um because isn't that what happens on smallville right doesn't he start getting his powers in certain like dangerous situations or like mm-hmm. you know yeah so i figured that would be kind of the same you can i guess you could say like all right you know his quirk just didn't come out like it's well, not coming out you know what i mean like i i would say i i i would even this is a such a batman fan answer mm-hmm. it's like well, Batman is just so badass. He never needed. He was never afraid in those situations. He was never in real any danger because he's fucking Batman. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I would agree with that. If they didn't use the line of like when she was like, "How are you not dead?" and he's like, "I don't know. I've been through shit before and been okay." Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, if he would have said something stoic like Batman, it's like because I know I'm great, or I know that I know how to fight these things. You know what I mean? Like, I train myself daily. Like something like that, I would have been like, okay, cool. Although it still wouldn't make sense in the Banshee situation, but like, yeah, you know, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I just don't, you know, it's just, I don't want him to be Superman. You know what I mean? I love the dynamic of, you know, fucking a human versus a God. Like I've always enjoyed that dynamic. You know what I mean? And granted, this is a different story. If Tom Taylor, it, it, this is by all means, I don't want to stop reading this book. It's nothing like that. I just didn't like the ending. That's all it is. Like I would, I had a situation in my brain that I thought would have played out better or I was excited to see. Yeah. But now it's just going to be brother and, you know, brother fighting over the throne. Maybe unless Kyle L is just like, no, take it. I don't give a shit. Like, you know, unless he's going to go that route and maybe here's the one thing I, I'll follow up this question with me, but What's the one thing you don't want to see in this book? Because I do not want to see Batman just go on a bloodthirsty reign. I don't want to guy. see him go on a bloodthirsty reign either. I think you've already established the the tone with this in the sense of like, well, I say that, but it's only the first issue. We haven't seen crazy fucking monsters or anything. Yeah. We haven't seen dragons. We haven't like like you know the very famous freaking fan art has joker as a fucking dragon and batman is like slaying him you know yeah well that's like metal isn't it well they did that with metal they finally Mm -hmm. did it with metal um so like i don't want to see that shit like Mm -hmm. i don't think i want to see joker in here um unless it's like super appropriate to do so Oh, he's he has to be in here. There's no way uh, they go in this. You know he's like a dark well, sorcerer or something. Again, though, but like it makes sense to have Joker alongside Batman, but does it make sense for Joker to be alongside a Kryptonian Batman? Why not? If he if he's like with a a sorcerer Lex Luthor type dude, why not? Because what See, if he's the I, gesture to Lex Luthor? I think Lex Luthor is more of like fucking, what's that movie? Uh, Three Musketeers, the, uh-huh. the the Red Cardinal. Like, I think that Lex Luthor is like an advisor of some sort. Yeah, I guess I could see that. But and I feel like he's kind of like political be... in that way. Maybe. 
I feel like they'd give him wizardy type powers, though. You know what Maybe. I mean? Like he would be because he's got to be as strong or as capable as fucking Superman. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but there is a bald guy in Game of Thrones that wants the throne, but he is like the know-it-all dude. So yeah. it's possible. But he's also like a chunky know-it-all guy. So I don't know if they're just going to swap him. Um, I, I don't think he's also a eunuch, though. So like, now, now that I think about it, and now that you've kind of made that reference, I don't want direct references to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, Even though I won't get them, mm-hmm. like, I feel like if I read it, I'll be like, oh, that's a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I just feel like they, I'm kind of scared that he just blew his load on the first issue. Like, I'm not even kidding. Obviously, we know Jor-El blew his load in Martha, but, like, I want to know, like, <laughs> what what's going to happen. I mean, you just... That's a huge reveal, man. Well, like, I, so, I... When, when I was talking to Jim about this, before I read it, mm-hmm. he was like... Uh, uh, he was like, because we were both looking at the books because we were thinking about maybe reviewing something for his show. He's like, oh, man, I'm so tired of Tom King. And I was like, yeah, of course he would have to say something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Dark Knights of Steel looks kind of interesting. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that, too. And I said, I'm already assuming someone will die in the first two issues and there will be a compelling conversation that will get me emotional because it's Tom Taylor. So, Oh, so he's a Tom Taylor fan? Or you were well, saying that? I'm saying that. Oh, okay. uh, and he, we've kind of like, we know what we're getting into when we read Tom Taylor. Mm-hmm. People are going to die and there's going to be like emotional stuff going on. Yeah. So we've already got people dying in a first issue. Mm-hmm. So the second issue is going to be a, probably an emotional monologue from either Cal or Laura. Yeah. Like you, you just know where you're coming, like what you're getting when it comes to Tom Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because we know exactly what we're getting when it comes to Tom King, you know? Yeah. So, man, the two Toms just know what they're doing when it comes to writing, I guess. Yeah, so here's my thing. Is this Black Label or not Black Label? This is not Black Label. Ooh, I think that's going to hurt it, in my you opinion. Think so? I think it is because I feel like if you're promoting this as Game of Thrones... You shouldn't have any rules with it. You know what I mean? Because here's my thing, right? Here's you just want to see Batman going down on Catwoman. Well, no. Yes, 100 Ooh, I hope she's in this book. <laughs> I hope she's in this book. But um, my thing is, is if you're going to go, if you're promoting this as your Game of Thrones book, it has, right? It has a 13-plus advisory on it. Mm-hmm. Still think you go Black Label, in my opinion. Uh, but... If you're promoting this as a Game of Thrones thing, or even if you're going like Shakespearean, right? Because Shakespearean shit had crazy stuff in it. Yeah. If you're not going to have it be the story of like Jorel and the the elves killed the Waynes, like that being a big thing, because that's, I feel like that's like a home run, but also very generic at the same time. So maybe that's why Tom Taylor didn't want to go that route. Um, then you, what you do now is like, all right, Jorel died. So fucking Bruce hooks up with the mom and runs the kingdom. So he's hooking up with fucking I th- Superman's I th- mom. I thought about that. I thought about that. I was like, 
is he really gonna hook up with Lara after this? That would be weird. Because they've done that in other shows. Like yeah. I don't I can't recall if somebody like killed a king in Game of Thrones, but there was a point of a queen and people fighting to be the new king in Game of Thrones. Yeah. But there's also stuff like I've seen Vikings that has that kind of like powerful woman dynamic and somebody wants to be king too. So if she's already queen, they need a new king. You know, like, are they just going to elevate Cal and she's going to step aside uh, and just be the mother figure while he finds his own queen? Or is Bruce going to be like, I got this, bro. I'm your daddy now. And like steps in, you know, because that that would give more reason for Cal to hate him. You know what I mean? Like you're coming in, taking the throne and trying to like, you're with my mom, bro. Like the fuck? Because Cal seemed pretty superman in this book you know like yeah. we don't need to kill her she should be saved like we don't need to find we don't need to kill people just because you think they're dangerous you know what i mean he's being superman which i like so i don't if batman's all like and and i don't how do you feel about this if batman comes out and he's like yo Jarrell just got capped like he told me i'm your brother and he you know you heard him say you wanted me to be king like is kal just gonna move that over he's gonna be like it's kind of weird that my dad just died and now you're trying to be well, king. And that's what I mean. It's going to pit them against each other because yeah. there's, it's almost the same thing as, what was it? Um, so do you what, think that Kal-El's not going to believe it? But yeah. wouldn't the mom be able to confirm? You know what I mean? No, 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 no not, not believe that he is like his brother. Yeah. But like, who killed him? Oh, like, I understand like, that. Like, but I'm that, talking about the kingdom. Like, I don't think I feel like what we saw from Cal today, he would just step aside. It doesn't seem like he wants to be king. Much like would Superman want to not be Superman? But I do but I do feel like he, this Cal, because of mm-hmm. how prevalent he is of like, no, this isn't the way we should live. Mm-hmm. He may want to be king to change the new normal. Mm, maybe you know yeah i feel that um but yeah either way we'll see it's not a. am not sold like 100 sold on it or like not i don't hate it but no you know. like i i enjoyed this issue and i want to continue to see how it goes but i can see like even even in the in the moments of constantine and that person writing like that was something i wasn't down for yeah. and Bruce being a Kryptonian could possibly lead to, you know, not being all that great because you have like, what if this Batman does the exact same thing that injustice Superman was, and it'd just be the complete opposite. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, we'll wait and see. I definitely don't want a repeat of injustice. That's for sure. Yeah. For sure. So moving on from that, we are going to hear from Clay, who just read The Long Halloween for the first time ever. And then we're going to talk about the special. So now I will I will say this as far as The Long Halloween, I have talked about it very briefly in passing with you and with other really big like Batman fans. Yeah. The Long Halloween has been said to be one of the greatest Batman stories ever created. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, I because I knew there was some sort of mystery behind it, yeah. that was always in the back of my mind. Okay, like, who is it? 
And again, whenever it comes to mysteries, whether it be in comics, whether it be in movies, whether it be in TV shows, I'm always the kind of person that's trying to figure out before the reveal. For sure. Like I it's it's just thing. it's in my nature. It's just like, yeah. oh, I want I want to be right. I want Which to be kind able of sucks to sucks about being one of those people because you have far less surprises in the world. Like yeah. it has to be a really good twist for you to be like, oh, shit, you know, and I will admit the very last twist, which is like the last few pages mm-hmm. of the 13th issue. I didn't get it until it was happening. Oh, nice. So I'm cool with that. Like, yeah, because like the big thing is this holiday killer. And you're like, okay, well, it's clearly something with Calendar Man because, of course, calendar holidays, it only makes sense. Yeah. And like, that's the big mystery. Who is holiday? Because this this holiday killer is like leaving items representing of the holidays that he's uh, murdering on and notes uh, with whoever they kill and whatnot. And it's dealing with Falcone, it's dealing with Carmine, uh, Carmine Falcone, and like his whole family, um, dealing with. Uh, I really do like the uh, Harvey Batman and Commissioner, uh, like relationship, especially yeah. in the beginning when they're like, "Okay, we're gonna make this promise, and we 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 have to know to like stick together, and like we we just have to capture whoever is doing this." Yeah. And then, like, near the end, it mirrors it. But, of course, not with Harvey. It's with Two-Face. I was like, ooh, that's nice. I really like it. And now that I have read Long Halloween, I'm like, oh, this is the Dark Knight without Joker. (laughs) Yeah, somewhat. Like, it it plays, like, Nolan played with a lot of the Long Halloween. Like, there is a, there's a moment. Oh, you meant the movie. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah I'm, I'm the movie. Yeah, Nolan played a lot with. There was a moment, I believe, when he has Falcone, like Two Face has Falcone, like by the neck, his mm-hmm. head uh, against the gun. That whole conversation was the exact same conversation that Gordon had with Two Face in the Dark Knight. Yeah, damn, it's been a while since I've connected both of them together, so I have and to I was, check that out. And so I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then uh, I was very surprised. And it may play, because I do know Dark Victory is technically like a sequel to The Long Halloween. So I need to read that. And is there a third book as well? So I think Haunted Night is also considered one of them. Um, It's like a trilogy. But I forget if it's Dark Victory or Haunted Night that they're like, eh, it's kind of loosely. Okay, okay. Uh, And then there's a Catwoman spinoff. Because I was really surprised that Bruce didn't connect the dots with Selina Mm -hmm. and Catwoman. Yeah. Like, this is still very early on. Mm -hmm. This is them kind of, like, you see the flirtatiousness of Catwoman and Batman here. Um, But, like, I feel like her whole thing was a little on the wayside with this book and it may pick up more in the dark victory and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I think she is more involved in those other ones. It's been a long time since I've read them all consecutively. 
Um, but they did give her a spinoff that was all mainly focused on her. Okay. So okay. They had a pervy, a pervy Riddler in there as well, which was funny. So <laughs> nice. He was just always trying to like see her naked or something. It felt like an anime, <laughs> which was funny. Um, but yeah. But overall, I really did enjoy it. Um, I I didn't guess the like the quote unquote holiday killer being mm-hmm. Falcone's son. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I was like okay like because because he faked his own death yeah and i was like okay that's pretty cool like how all that played off i really did like the uh i forgot who they were transferring at black gate but they were transferring somebody and they're like oh you think holiday's coming after me Mm -hmm. man that must be some load over them freaking bullet to the head yeah. And then this guy like shoots the guard and then he's about to shoot and you find out that it's holiday, mm-hmm. um, the holiday killer, Falcone's son. And he's about to shoot Gordon, but this guard gets back up and starts beating the shit out of him. And I'm like, as soon as the dude gets up, I'm like, oh, that's Batman. Yeah, that's Batman. Yeah. And then he takes up. And I think it's so funny because like he has like a guard's helmet mm-hmm. and then he takes the helmet off. And the bat ears are perfectly up. Like everything yeah. is is perfect. If I'm not mistaken, that <laughs> happens in the book too, doesn't it? Uh, it happens in uh, in the new special as well. They oh, do it the does? same thing when he. Well, when we talk about it, it, it also happens because that's the one thing I noticed too. I was, okay, I think okay. it's just like a funny trope that they do in it. It it was it was good though. I really I really enjoyed the long Halloween. Um, I can very much appreciate what people saw of it. Like when, as this was coming out and I still see how like, okay, like waiting month after month for this Mm -hmm. book to come out. And I do, I do enjoy that. Like, Oh, this all started on Halloween. Yeah. And because it's taking so long to figure out this mystery, they just call it the long Halloween. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's, that's clever. I do enjoy that. Um, and it was it was just really really nice. Like I, I really did enjoy this story. Uh, I would honestly put this on par, if not, it's like I would have to read Hush again. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this could go neck to neck with with Hush and go yeah. back and forth. This is probably although I think a lot of people say Hush is the best. Um, and I think maybe the like the mini Superman fight, the first Catwoman Batman kiss, I think that's what push puts Hush over the top, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. But they're both Jeff Loeb. Yeah. So like, you know, that's and, a good place to be in to have people arguing over two of your stories to see which is the best. And I I thank you for telling me to read this because when we jump into the long Halloween special. Calendar Man is going after Two Face's wife. Yeah, and like in context, like if I'm, I'm looking at it now, and I'm just like, man, if I didn't read that, yeah, this would make no sense. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, so, why would he be going after her? Since and, you are a, oh, such a fresh reader, like, how did you see the special? Did you really enjoy it? Or I enjoyed it. I really did. There was some parts where I was just like. I don't know if it plays that well because this still plays as if it's in that world mm-hmm. written. And again, we always say this. Some of the best Batman stories 
you can't tell when they are. Yeah. Like yeah. It, Batman is timeless in a sense. Um, yeah. And when I think of how I would write Batman, like if people, if you know, cause I, I would love for my favorite stories to be in continuity. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people would be like, well, if you love Tom King, how would you fit Jeff Loeb's stuff in here? Because he doesn't know who Catwoman is. Well, the way I would do that, and granted, you have to think of it as like, you know, we always make the Doctor Who reference, right? Like time is constantly in flux and like certain things are just going to fit in different parts and things are not going to be 100% to the T that happened in the book, right? You can still say the Long Halloween works. It's just like, all right, it happens over a year. And in that year, maybe you also get you know, another story that is a big Batman story, another like a Red Hood story happens within that year, you know, or something yeah. like that. Like, you know, granted, it would have to be a lot harder because we don't know about Jason Todd yet. But you know what I mean? Like, there's certain now, stories that can fit within these kind of stories. The only thing that I kind of nitpicked about the special mm-hmm. is I wish they would have kept the same colorist. Yeah, I because don't... in the long Halloween are they special, still alive and stuff? Because it's been so long, I don't know who's like still. I, w- alive. I would have to, I would have to double check because mm-hmm. uh, you are right. That did cross my mind. Yeah. Um, but in the long Halloween, everything was very mute. Yeah, there it wasn't vibrant whatsoever. Um, when there was color, uh, it was emphasized because of the certain thing that happened in that book. Yeah. Like uh, I remember the very end of the Ivy issue. Um, She was like right there and her and Bruce were like getting it on, on his fucking balcony. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See the thing at end, some could argue that Jeff Loeb is old school. So he's like that eighties type of writer that loves that kind of stuff. And like, yeah. I know a lot of people have a problem obviously with Jeff Loeb today after his recent stuff. Yeah. But like Jeff Loeb was definitely one of those people that didn't care about like sexiness or like he he would throw it in his comics, you know, like Selena has a very distinct look in, you know, this book. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She has the old school Catwoman like cat costume. Yeah. And so like, but I think it looks cool for the the kind of type of style they're going with. So he didn't care about that kind of stuff. But yeah, I agree. Um, The colors were very different. And if I'd have to look at Dark Victory, but I think Dark Victory is the same way. Like, it's got that same kind of color tone, um, but it's been a while. But yeah, let's jump over to the special, because I thought this was uh, pretty interesting. Because, yeah, like Clay said, have you, if you have not read Long Halloween and you read this special, you miss out on so much context. Because this deals with Calendar Man, and he's essentially out for revenge. Because he's upset that there was somebody that was the holiday killer when his whole gimmick is calendars. He was like, you had to pick holidays out of everything. And the big thing with the long Halloween is at the very end when they're handcuffing two face, was it two face or. Yeah. It's been a while for me, man. No, it it wasn't. It wasn't two face. It was. I remember. Shit, who was the last person that they talked to? Basically, it hinted at, oh, did you did you not know there Uh was two holidays? Yeah, and then that's when they hint at the big twist. And then that's when you you see the big twist is Two Face's wife Mm -hmm. in her basement with the furnace throwing all of the objects from 
the very beginning kill all the way to the last kill. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And like she legit like she she even said it. Oh, it was just very convenient that Harvey did this on this day. Yeah. And this on that day. Like because there's one moment where he comes in and she's like, oh, your hair is all wet. He's like, oh, well, it's snowing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like, oh, shit, Two-Face is the other killer. Like, he's yeah. the real holiday killer. But in fact, it was her the entire time. And the way they play it off is that, like, he loves her so much that he actually picked up on it. And he decided, hey, I'm going to veer the GCPD and Batman off yeah. the tracks. And he became the holiday killer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that twist was like, even when I, I remember reading that like years ago and over like a decade ago when I first read it. And then I read it maybe in the last two or three years when they said that they were going to make the movie, you know, I was like, oh, I got to reread it. And when I reread it again, I completely forgot about Gilda. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I forgot about that. It was Two-Face that told them, oh, did you not know there was two holiday killers? Yeah. And that's when Gordon and Batman are like, He's just fucking with us. Don't don't believe him. Don't believe him. Yeah. And I do. I really love like it's a little contradicting, but I do enjoy it because there's there's one moment in and this goes a little bit into the special mm-hmm. uh, at the very end of the long Halloween. Gordon asks Bruce, did you know, did you know that Harvey was capable of this? Mm-hmm. And he says, when we were here that night and we make that pact and we made that promise, Harvey was genuine. He yeah. wanted to save Gotham. Mm-hmm. And that's all I know. And then when you look at the special, the special, I would assume, because from what it seems like, some time has passed, clearly. Yeah. Because yeah. you now have a Robin. We now see baby Barbara. Or we 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 saw... I believe uh, his son, James, yeah, go I from think. a baby now to a little bit of like a toddler. Mm-hmm. So it, two years, maybe, max. So we probably have seen some time with like Two-Face being a villain now and, you know, all sorts of shit going on. So the conversation... Is, I forget... I forget. Is Barbara a daughter in this sense? No, it's or a niece. A niece, right? Okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he makes the comment with the whole thing, hey, can my niece yeah, go yeah. Uh, trick-or-treating? Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. When he, he had the balls to actually ask, hey, can mm-hmm. Robin go trick-or-treating with my daughter or with my niece? And then he walks out of his house and Batman and Robin are just like right there. They're like, yeah. oh, well, shit. I, uh, I didn't think you were serious. Okay. Um then let's go. Um, but at the end, kind of jumping the gun here, but I do like the contradiction because mm-hmm. of the time that has passed. You yeah. see in the very end of Long Halloween saying, no, Harvey, like he was a genuine person. And then the conversation between Gordon and Bruce or Batman at the end of the special, the question is asked again. Mm-hmm. Do you think Harvey knew? Like, was he always this bad, whatever. And Batman's like, no, he's a freaking psychopath and he will always be evil. And it kind of shows like 
how much a person can turn mm-hmm. and how much like Bruce has like he's seen the evil shit that has been going on in, in Gotham. And he's just like, yeah. no, I, I have no like if he has faith is very little faith For now sure. that like two face has gone completely evil co- compared to who he was as Harvey Dent. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I loved a lot. It was like very complex storytelling. I mean, granted, you had to have read The Long Halloween to yeah. understand all of that context. But uh, to summarize the story really quickly, uh, Calendar Man knows that Two-Face and Gilda were the holiday killers. So he started up his own little calendar crew, essentially, and he started like stealing all of these rubies or gemstones. What are they? Birthstones. Yeah. And I loved that. I love that he was stealing things that had to do with the calendar. And I was like, it's it's crazy that, you know, every and this is kind of what I hate about what James Gunn did, making his brother calendar man and made him a stupid like, oh, fuck you, so and so or weasel boy or whatever the fuck he said in Suicide Squad, because calendar man is so complex. You could have had him been the like killer in the GCPD show. Right. I mean, you still could because those are different universes but i hate like when characters that are really good get made to be stupid you know what i mean and so i I kind of if i had to make any gripes with suicide squad like i don't like that he did that um but yeah so calendar man has this little gang and he you know i just love what he was doing he was getting the birthstones from every month to try to cause these like you know issues for batman to come chase him or whatever and he uses that kind of stuff to capture gilda and make two-face was he purposely trying to make two-face work with batman i don't think he was right he was just capturing gilda and two-face asked for help yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was something that was unexpected for him yeah um so, uh, because what ends up happening is like they do kind of go in their separate directions or whatever mm-hmm. um Batman goes after Two-Face while Two-Face goes after Gilda, which is a little bit of a, of like a sleight of hand because the book had it like seem like, Oh, they were going to work together and they were both going to face calendar man together. Yeah. But that's not exactly what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you see that, uh, Two-Face, uh, calendar man had demands and he said that Two-Face, if he wanted Gilda to live, he needed to join his gang and essentially do all this stuff. So Two-Face shows up with his head shaven, with the calendar man tattoos on his head. And, you know, they start doing their whole calendar man shit. And uh, what ends up happening is uh, after they foil calendar man's plan, because Robin comes in and fucking does his whole Robin shit, looking like a badass, um, we find out that Two-Face is Batman. And I'm so, looking like, at the page now. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls off this mask that is literally Two Face, yeah. And his cowl is just there, perfect and all. That's what I was laughing at too <laughs> when I saw it. So um, the crazy thing is here is we see that Batman, because uh, was it in two separate places where Gilda was? Right. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it, yeah, it, it does make it seem like you know together. Like Two Face is gonna be there. Robin comes in to kind of foil everything and then Batman would come in later. But then the very next page hits and we kind of see the the really cool thing is in the long Halloween, we're introduced to Solomon Grundy. Yeah. And 
Like we we are introduced with Solomon Grundy and Batman. Like those mm-hmm. two fight, and then uh, when Harvey and Commissioner Gordon come in, yeah. Batman's like, "Don't mess with him. He's just like a lost soul. You know, he doesn't mean any harm. Whatever." Yeah, and he like lives underground in the sewers or whatever. And then when Harvey turns into Two Face, that's when they kind of become closer. Yeah, and like Solomon Grundy at first is kind of like, "Man, fuck you," mm-hmm. and then like that's when Two Face starts to do the entire poem mm-hmm. of Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, christened on a Tuesday, you yeah. know, all of that stuff, and. That for some reason is like Solomon's like, oh, you're you're good, you're good, you're cool. Yeah, yeah. And that is why it makes sense that here they burst into a wall, mm-hmm. they save Gilda, and then they're like, oh shit, it was booby trapped. There's a huge, there's a bomb. Solomon Grundy grabs this fucking bomb and just jumps in this hole that's in this yeah. church. He's just like, peace out. Yep. And uh, so after that, that's when Batman essentially beats the shit out of Calendar Man. And uh, he's just kind of standing over him. And I forget what, uh, doesn't Robin say, uh, oh, I didn't know he was an orphan. And um, Batman's all like, was he? Because there is this like kind of kinship between Batman and Dick Grayson because they're both orphans technically. And so, you know, I guess Robin has this mentality of like, oh, we should help out orphans, right? And he's like, oh, was he? He's like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, See, I was really confused by that because there's a moment, and I think it's it's right here where you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts to beat the shit out of Calendar Man. Yeah. And then that's when Robin is like, oh, I didn't know he was an orphan. I was yeah. like, so you're supposed to beat fucking orphans up or what? Like, is that the whole no, joke? I think, or- I think Robin's saying as like we should have given him some leniency, right? Because he's had a bad childhood. Like, you know what I mean? And Batman's kind of like, oh, he he was an orphan? Like, I don't know. You know, but then there is this stuff that says Robin is an orphan, as am I. That doesn't give us that right to commit crimes that coincide with the calendar. He is like, he's young, he'll learn. So essentially saying, like, he might feel that orphans deserve another chance, but not every orphan's good. You know what I mean? So you're going to have to beat the shit out of some of them. Yeah. So, you know, doesn't give you just because you had a bad upbringing upbringing doesn't give you the right to do bad shit is essentially the lesson. And then uh, then we do see that whole I think that's the conversation you mentioned before. Right. Um, Oh, no, wait. wait. Uh, He's finally made quite a name for himself. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, uh, is this when they restate the question? He's like, do you think it was Oh, Harvey Dent has disappeared? There was back where it all began. Uh, would you have trusted him at all? Didn't say something about finally having to deal with him. So Julian Day was more immediate threat. Gilda's life was in jeopardy. So Gordon's essentially asking him, like, why did you trust him? And Batman always going after the innocent life or who he thinks. Because at this time, Batman still doesn't know about Gilda being the holiday killer. So he thinks that her life was innocent. And yeah. so he's all like, her life was in danger. I had to pick that over you know, Two Faces problems. And uh we get, I think, Two Face just them going off into the sunset, right? Or into the moonlight. Um so Two Face yeah. essentially gets away at the end of the story. And uh Batman's just like, uh, eh, you know, I'll catch him some other day, essentially. 
And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the special. This was just a one shot. Um, or it does tease possibly more stories, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, the like at end. the end, you, like because because even uh, Gordon was like, uh, I forget what. Didn't he you said. say something about finally having to deal with him? Like, hey, you're finally gonna be confronting Two Face. Yeah, and that's when he says Julian Day was the bigger threat. Gilda was in trouble. Like, so. Mm-hmm. I I made the right choice, but I do think just overall having Two Face escape mm-hmm. is the tease, yeah, within itself. And then he says, uh, uh, but at the bottom it says the end for now. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So overall, man, I think it was a good addition to Long Halloween. I I I really do enjoy this. Um, I want to read Dark Victory mm-hmm. because I want to know if it, like, probably, of course, on accident, contradicts anything. Maybe. I don't even remember it. I mean, hold on. Just keep talking about it. I'll get the book. <laughs> well, just because, like, when you see in the long Halloween, we know for the fact that James Jr., his his son... We know that James is being born, if not like barely born in the long Halloween, because mm-hmm. we see Babs, his wife, like holding him a whole lot. There, There's a lot of conflict of like, hey, should Gordon be staying home more or doing whatever within the long Halloween within itself? Yeah. So like we know that there is a time like a time gap between long Halloween and this special but we know that it's a very small time gap because I, I would have to say that James within himself is the kind of like window. You see him as a as a toddler, as a newborn, and then you yeah. see him as a toddler. So you're like, okay, that's clearly only this amount of time has passed. Now, going into Dark Victory, you may want to see, okay, how much time has passed there. Mm-hmm. And is he dealing with so, any of Holiday or Two Face stuff, or is Penguin more, like? Are they playing with completely new characters there? No, Two Face is in this. But if I'm not mistaken, look at that Catwoman nice. page spread. Um, so what happens here? If I'm not mistaken, uh, Robin becomes in this book. So Robin is the start of Robin happens here. So, uh, so you have that. See. Th- that's tricky because the the way the long halloween special plays out mm-hmm. like you see batman and alfred talking and alfred's alfred suggests like hey maybe you should take the new kid out mm-hmm. and batman's like oh no he's not ready blah 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 and it's just like in the special or yeah yeah in the special he says uh he says as i was saying about perspective uh hold on it says here um because my i I, I suggest that you divide the work two heads are better than in bruce says no he's not ready and he says as i was saying about perspective he'll never be ready if you don't give him a chance and then it like it pans out and it changes perspectives and you see Robin in the cave. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can kind of say that might be a contradiction to dark uh, victory. 
It's possible. Um, but there is a, like, he's training a lot of this stuff, but there's actually a fight in the cave with Batman and Robin. So we'll see. Okay. I don't know if he... And it looks ha- like, is, just just from what seeing what you have in your hand, that uh, looks like it's near the end of the book. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's like the last 10 pages. So um, it could be that he doesn't take him out. And that was in the cave. So maybe he showed up to help him. I'd have to read the whole book again. But yeah. um, he's definitely training. Uh, and I think there was a glimpse of the whole, like, you know, Grayson's dying in there as well. But that has a lot more different characters in it. You know, I mean, I don't remember all the characters in The Long Halloween. But another thing that was happening during The Long Halloween was it was that transition of, like, getting away from mob power to villains. Like, actual the Joker and all that stuff. Like, that's what happens between, like, The Haunted Night and The Dark Victory. Mm -hmm. Is you start seeing the transition from Falcone to the villains being the people that run the city and they're the new mob bosses. So that's a lot of uh, one thing. A lot of people don't point out in those things. And that's what a lot of people were thinking that Matt Reeves was going to do, because we know Falcone is supposed to be in the, you know, in the Batman. And so a lot of people were thinking that's going to play out that way, where we're going to see the mob bosses first, and then the villains are going to start taking over like Riddler and all that jazz. So yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, overall, man, I thought the books uh, besides Batman this week were good. So, yeah, you know, for the most solid, part. solid, solid books. I mean, we had a little bit of a, a difference in opinion on Dark Knights of Steel or whatever, but we yeah. still have, you know, we, we still have 11 issues to go on that thing. So, yeah. And, you know, Tom Taylor is, you know, usually just doesn't stick the landing. Uh, at least, like I said, I want to continue reading this one opposed to where I don't give a shit about the dark Knight detective, whatever the hell it's called. Like that was just boring in my opinion, but for the most part, that is it. Uh, Clay, what do you got happening this week, man? So, um, at the time of recording this, um, I believe this should be coming out either Friday night or Saturday. Um, if it makes it in time, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday. Um, I will be going live on the Geek First YouTube channel to be doing a review of Eternals. Um, I am going to be seeing it tonight. Um, and it's like a two-hour, 40-minute movie. So it'll it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. It's like one of the longest movies other than Endgame and Infinity War. Um, so going to be doing that. And then uh, later on in the week is the official Disney Plus Day, uh, where they're going to be dropping a lot of Star Wars and Marvel stuff. Uh, Stay tuned on Star Wars Alliance. We'll be talking about that as well, which is a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance. Is that like the new D23 or something or what? No, D23 is still like very big and they Mm D23 is more like overall Disney. Uh And they're wanting... Like November 12th is the official date that Disney Plus Day dropped last year or the two uh, years ago or whatever. Already been uh, two years? Yeah, dude. 2019. So, so is your thing going to be running out soon? Uh, I have one more year on it. Jesus. And the big thing is, is I don't think they're going to run that special again. I'm just I doubt like, God it. damn it. I What's want the full the- price right now? 
Uh, full price, I believe it's like 20 bucks still uh, like $7 a month, I think. Oh, that's not bad. Isn't Netflix like 18 now or some shit? Uh, I'll be honest, I don't pay for Netflix anymore. So, <laughs> Dude, I don't pay for anything except for Crunchyroll. Well, like me, me and my stepdad, like uh-huh. I have three streaming services. He has three streaming services mm-hmm. and we're like, hey, we'll trade one for one. And yeah. so like. I have his Prime, he has my Hulu, I have his Netflix, he has my Disney Plus, and then I think uh, I gave him uh, Apple for mm-hmm. one year that I have Apple. Yeah. Uh, well, no, 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 because he has Apple too. I didn't use my Apple at all for that year. Not really? once. I didn't Shit. watch C, and I wanted to watch that M. Night Shyamalan show, and I didn't I, watch that. I have only seen ted lasso which is oh. hilarious and then i saw uh defending jacob with chris evans and oh. that one was a fucking trip dude like, I, that was good i just don't have time man and it's funny i say that but i just end up watching shit i the thing is is i don't <laughs> i don't have the time like i don't find myself sitting down and wanting to pay attention you know what i mean yeah like i just want something in the background because i'm always doing something on my phone or working or doing something else so like right now I'm rewatching One Punch Man, but that's because I'm looking for inspiration to like write my manga and I just want something goofy and weird. Nice. And so like I'm rewatching One Punch Man. Um and then uh yeah, other than that I'm watching like I'll switch between that and like New Girl when I'm just like playing chess on my phone or something. I can just have nice. it in the background. But yeah, I haven't watched anything. I tried to watch Queen's Gambit, but dude, sitting there for an hour and paying attention to a show, I was just like this is long. I was like, I could get through three <laughs> manga, I mean, three anime episodes, you know what I mean? Like, it was uh, kind of rough. Queen's Gambit was cool, though. It was nice. I've but heard it's I, really, really good. Yeah, I mean, it ha- it did, d- definitely does make you want to play chess. Um, So that was kind of cool. But I've just been playing chess on my phone. I'm just like, all right, fuck it. But uh, yeah, anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for me, you can definitely go check out my YouTube channels. Uh, don't forget, if you are still listening to the podcast at this point, submit your questions on YouTube if you want to be on the podcast. Just go leave a comment. For episodes like this, when we have nothing to talk about, we will definitely be taking more questions than normal. Uh, but for the most part, we want to get in at least one question a podcast because I think it just adds to you know interacting with you guys. And it adds, y'all have different topics that you want to hear about. So I think that's pretty interesting. But uh, definitely check out my YouTube channels if you want to check out reaction-type videos or gameplay. I've been posting a lot of content lately. And, uh, yeah, that's essentially it for me. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. (laughs)